I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. All right, stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you used to. I look funny. But yo, I'm making money, see? So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. Uh, we're in the house on a Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve. Mm-hmm. So it's the uh, Eve for everybody to go out, eat Chinese food, um, yep. buy pizza, yep. um, whatever it is that doesn't require a kitchen. Ain't that the truth? Because your mom's not going, she's not going to play that shit tonight, man. You're, gonna, you're on your own. Right. And then tomorrow, uh, she'll tell you that food will be ready at two, but it'll be six. And you just <laughs> have course. to. You have to smell it and uh, pretend to be interested in the Cowboys game for the whole afternoon. But um, we, as always, with special occasions like this, we went out and got a very special guest. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is friend of the show, J.L. Covan, host of the Righteous Prick podcast. Of course, you can find his work at jlcovan.com. You can check out his YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash jlcovan. Correct. And, um, you know. I really should have gone with JL Comedy. I realized that like four <laughs> years into it. I was like, JL Comedy just would have been so much easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, most people just have a uh, problem just saying Covan. Like, right. You know, like JL Calvin. Um, Calvin? Calvin? Yeah. Up, there's no Calvin on YouTube. Fuck him. I'm never following him again. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can, you can find all that stuff, including his latest, uh, sketch, which is All the Commissioner's Men, um, which, uh, talks about Roger Goodell, uh, talks about TMZ, uh, and, uh, the, the, the culture of, uh, media reporting and, uh, even uh, get get some J.J. Watt uh, stuff. Did you in there. like? I don't think you know who John Moses is, but he's a very funny comic. But he's as close to J.J. Watt as there can be, I think. Yeah, especially just a random comedian. Yeah, I was like, who's that big ass <laughs> dude? I for for the record, I knew he was J.J. Watt before they said it in the skit. Right. No, so. he looks he looks that much. It's that similar. He was, if I can tell a quick story about him, mm-hmm. he was doing the uh, the roast of Ron Jeremy recently in Toronto because he's mm-hmm. he's Canadian, and um, the porn star Lisa Ann was at the event and asked if that was J.J. Watt, Damn. like seeing him across the room. And then they met, and she and he joked. He said, "No, no, I'm just a comedian, but we should do like Palin, Nalen, JJ Watt." <laughs> yeah. And she said, "Sure." Yeah. And he went, and he went, uh, "No, I thank you. I'm married though, but thank <laughs> you." And she goes, "Oh, bring your wife along." Yeah. Well, she's a party girl. She's down for the cause, man. We yes. uh, cover her exploits on uh, Balls Deep Sports, mm-hmm. our sports podcast. Uh, cause she's been around several athletes, um, including a hockey player. She had to tell the fuck off. Right. Cause he was, uh, stalking her and, uh, Notre Dame football player who, uh, she got caught on Instagram, um, yeah. boo, all hooked up with. So yeah, I, I, I don't put it past her. She probably would have uh, banged your friend, uh, for the fun of it. Oh no, I think she, I think, it, I think for her it was a business thing. It's just so fight. I always find it odd, not to get off on a porn mm-hmm. tangent, but I, I do find it odd how one can separate that much. Like the kind of, no, 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 this is completely business. Just put it in me and I'll do all this stuff. And then when I go home, uh, that's when it's tender and romantic. Yeah, well, I definitely don't have that muscle in, my, in myself <laughs> to uh, separate the two. Uh, you know, I think I, that muscle has to be beaten out of you in your teenage years, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Let's, let's not, I'm not trying to denigrate the professionals and them as people, but let's, let's be honest. There's a, 
there's a sad origin story to many of those superheroes uh, <laughs> exploits. <laughs> uh, I've always said I've said on stage that porn stars are and athletes are basically our superheroes, except no one would want to see, you know, big tits episode one because it'd just be some <laughs> horrible origin story You'd be like yes. let's just cut to the chase where she's fighting the good fight in episode two yeah what about all the uh people that are abused and don't become porn stars are they like underachievers or what yep didn't meet them goals there's a lot yeah, of i don't people. know what they're doing i mean at least get something out of it <laughs> yeah there's a lot of people that just all they did was get abused and they just went on to become like you know the lunch lady like yeah, teachers or just like DJs or yeah or whatever like just, like Peter Parker's like had to be one of a lot of people whose Uncle Ben died but he's the only one that did something with that shit so True. props to him yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh yes well, the real Uncle Ben who the Rice King Uncle Ben his nephew just got lazy and just reaped all the profits <laughs> yeah of, of Uncle Ben's rice empire <laughs> yeah totally you gotta different. stay hungry. You got <laughs> literally, um, but uh, yeah, man, you can find him also on Twitter at JL Covan. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I do feel like uh, with the newest sketch, um, I have homework to do because even as a movie buff, I'm kind of ashamed to say I've never seen all the presidents, man. Me well, either. I, yeah, I realized this <laughs> sketch was kind of a. Uh, this is like the closest I'll get to like an art house comedy sketch <laughs> <laughs> because it's. Anybody who knows everything, you know, because all the presidents, man, it's not an obscure movie, but, but I understand some people haven't seen it. But it's obviously the Watergate scandal. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's a big movie with uh, Jason Robards, Robert Redford, Dustin Hoffman. And, and I have a brother who's, you know, a journalist. So, like, that's, you know, that's like his Hoosiers mm-hmm. to me as, as a Hoops fan. But he, um, it's, it's a great movie. And obviously the, the guy who, you know, the, the guy who snitched, for lack of a better term, on Nixon was, uh, his code name was Deep Throat. Yeah. So I thought, you know, having J.J. Watt as the informant and having his name be Big Sack mm. works on many levels. <laughs> right. um, so it was, it, it was more me. I think it was kind of me being kind of clever with the sketch. And even the end frame is kind of like I tried to do like a 70s kind of freeze frame like. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's yeah, I, I, I didn't it's not getting the views that my usual sketches do. Like the Key and Peele one has done pretty well. That yeah. was the last big one I did. But um I'm working on my newest sketch, which was inspired today, if I can give your listeners a sneak peek. But, yeah, check out that video, please. Don't mm-hmm. don't hesitate to check out all the President's uh, Men parody that I did. Only 42 years or whatever, or 35 years after the original came out. <laughs> Very timely. <laughs> the cl- um, it's about the classics. But yes. I think my new sketch, uh, and I'll, uh, is I'm going to try and do it in December, and I'm going to postpone the two that I had planned. One is a Joel Osteen parody. I want to do Pastor oh. Joel Osteen, the early years, where he I'll play ah! Osteen, and I'll just be <laughs> quoting rap lyrics about getting money and bitches, because that's <laughs> that's basically what the prosperity gospel is that he preaches. It's basically like God loves, God doesn't hate you if you're rich. Get that money. Mm-hmm. That's you know. And it's like, really? Because Jesus said a lot of things about the rich, and, yeah. and, and a lot of them weren't get money. He sure was um, it. <laughs> but then, and then the other one is a comic, like a stand up comedy specific one, but I think I'm going to have to bump both of them because what I want to do is a, um, a, a, a compilation of show, show parodies, like a three minute, two minute sketch. Mm-hmm. What if all the, the, the lovable, famous, celebrated anti heroes of recent TV were black? So you'll have black Breaking Bad. <laughs> and in like the first scene, he's just driving down the street and he gets shot yeah. by a cop. And it's like, 
it's over. And Dexter? <laughs> how many murders do you think Black Dexter would get away with? <laughs> right. None. He'd get yeah. caught with a knife and get 20 shots. And he was armed. He's an armed black man. What were we supposed to do? So so all of these shows will like end in the pilot. Yeah. Like I'm thinking I might have Chris Lamberth as like Black Tony Soprano. Just walking down his driveway in a robe. And then getting mistaken for a burglar and shot. End of season. End of Sopranos season one. <laughs> yeah. Episode one. Yeah. So I kind of, I mean, obviously I'm, um, I don't want to say exploiting, but obviously it's a societal parody of, uh, of course as well. Because yeah. we kind of pray, we see all these kind of black young men getting shot without weapons. But yet at the same time, all colors are enjoying these great TV shows about white dudes who just, can't be stopped no matter how many people they kill. Right. <laughs> and we're all supposed... be a funny, a funny little parody. So I think I'm going to try and do that in the first couple of weeks of December, get it up before Christmas. You know, cause it's a, it's a nice holiday themed thing. Just and we're, and we're also, people. we're always, always supposed to be rooting for those guys too. Like we it, like don't want to, but we, or, or I could do like Black Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jax just gets killed in the first scene just <laughs> yeah. for, being, for mouthing off or like riding his motorcycle too fast. Aww. Yeah. Like, but that's, that's kind of the thing is like, if you put a white dude on TV as a main character, it doesn't matter how shitty a person they are. Like, you will have to root for them, whether it's Walter White, whether it's, uh, the guy from Mad Men, whether it's Tony Soprano. It's almost like, well, this is our default guy. So you got to want to Black Mad Men would be him, him just getting escorted out of the building on his <laughs> first day of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. I got to write these down. Oh. <laughs> Sir, what are you doing here, sir? Yeah. Sir, don't talk back to me. Yeah. Boy. What? I'm I'm a vice president of advertising. Get your hands off me, Wait. sir. You have nice. to have the one you have to have the one scene where he's in the elevator and the elevator dude's looking like, the fuck does this dude think he's about to do? <laughs> they, like, they always have those black dudes in the elevator on Mad Men that are just like like they don't really talk much but their faces say everything oh yeah that would be awesome <laughs> he walk in there they just point to the sign when he walk in don't you see no color sign what are, what are you doing here <laughs> yeah <laughs> take me to advertising uh sir although i will say denzel i think is the only guy who could you know because like training day but you have to build up decades of credibility mm-hmm. and fame before you can like be on the equal footing so like right, denzel yeah. like training day is one of those like you're kind of rooting for him even though he's a terrible human being yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's not a lot not a lot man we you know not a lot of choice and even i would even say the denzel um trading day uh not really a good movie um he just delivers such a great performance and it's not even that the performance is like his best it's just the fact that you we've never seen him be a bad guy right Right. the entire movie is predicated upon the fact that we know he's never played a bad guy right so because he there's no twist to the movie the movie Mm -hmm. ends with being like Oh no no no! He was a son of a bitch. Like, yeah. right? Like, he, it wasn't like he was undercut, like deep undercover. <laughs> yeah, it was no twist. And, and it's like, oh, he did have my back. Right? He I was. I Ethan Hawke was good. I thought Ethan Hawke was good in that movie too. He was. Um, he was. I just, I always, the scene that resonates with me now that my comedy career is in just such shambles. I just love the end of that movie when he's just like, "You yes. motherfuckers!" Uh, That's yeah. like what I keep. 
like I think my 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 the end of my comedy career will end with me in a comedy club just looking at the crowd and management going, <laughs> "Oh, you motherfuckers!" Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when he uh, that's one of my favorite lines of all time because it's the initial build up because he's like shot, he's limping. Uh, uh-huh. He's kind of half laughing to himself. Right. And then he's just like, oh, you motherfuckers. Uh-huh. Oh, you motherfuckers. And starts laughing like, I'll, I'll put cases on all you motherfuckers. Oh, man. That's that's my favorite scene in that movie. But, yeah, the, the whole movie is just, you know, predicated that he's never played a, a bad guy before. Like, Will Smith could have done that, too. Like, we would have been like, nah, he's not really a. So, like, does he work for the CIA or some shit? Oh, no. He's just an asshole. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I, uh, I, I am looking forward to those skits, man. It, mm-hmm. re- it reminds me of this idea I had. Um, like, we don't do skits and stuff. And I'm waiting for somebody just to steal it and do it on their own. But, uh, black horror movies. Yes. Uh, and they all just end in five seconds. Like, the house is haunted. The black people move out. You know the. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, they walk to the graveyard and yeah, they turn around. Like the Blair Witch shit. Like like like, like someone's like, let's go up to the mountains and go hiking. No, let's not. Uh, you know, or a flip a flip to that is like you have an all black cast and then they literally all get killed in the first ten minutes, <laughs> and right. then the movie's just a short. Yeah. It's like a. a, 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 a an animated short. Yes. They all walk in and it's just like they all drop dead in the house. Right. Like nobody nothing, survives. Nothing touched them, nothing happened. They just walk in and everybody just dropped dead. Yeah. Like the whole movie is just the um the opening credits of like who's in it, like Wesley Snipes, Tay Diggs, so and so, like and then just everyone's dead by the time you open up like fast credits. Um, right. But yeah, man, I, I always thought that was uh <laughs> like right for uh just like i don't know why no one's done that yet um all right man so make sure you check out jl covan's podcast the righteous prick um i listened to, to it this week man you've been doing a lot of solo episodes some um, of that some of those are are not by choice it's just been i've been working uh i've been doing legal work during the day for to get get out of credit card debt and get some money for some presents because now that my brother and his family live close, I can't pull that poor uncle shit where I like take a train to DC and go, I'm your present. Yeah. Amtrak isn't cheap. Yeah. Right. And, uh, so yeah, I've been doing, I don't, some of the solo episodes go really well, but I don't, I don't really want it as like a habit. But, yeah. um, to th- this week's was real good. I was very happy with the, this yeah, week. I enjoyed I, this week a lot, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I laughed at uh, all kinds of shit. I probably shouldn't have laughed at, or well, I well knowing me, I, I was gonna laugh at anyway. But um, my favorite Steve, thing, Stephen Hawking leaving his wife. Yeah, yeah, I laughed at that. Um, like he got he left her and uh, after getting kids and all that shit. Um, and then uh, I want some new pussy. Eventually, <laughs> back up, bitch. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that shit, and then. Um, well, you, <laughs> oh. well, you said, um, if you want to look inside my soul, look, it's just like, uh, Ferguson, Missouri burning. He's oh. like, just watch it burning. That's my career. <laughs> I, I was in my, I was in my car. Laugh, I was laughing so fucking hard on the highway I- in my car, man. The thing I liked about this episode, which because sometimes these solo episodes can be me just talking seriously on a bunch of things. But this one had like a little bit of serious and a lot of like stream of consciousness that was getting, you know, 
when I said I'd trade places with Magic Johnson, like I might take his life with the HIV versus my life and no HIV. But I, uh, yeah, exactly. It was one of, I've gotten a lot of emails from people saying that like they were laughing out loud at a lot of stuff this week. So it was a, it felt good, I guess, to get back to, you know, not always being depressing for the last few weeks, whether it be serious stuff I'm talking about or just a shitty mood I'm in. Yeah. So I, I hate they, um, pushback, um, Last comic standing, man. That's terrible. Yeah, they did. Not only did they push it back, I heard they may uh, somebody somebody wrote that I know in L.A. that they mm. flat out canceled it and just haven't haven't said that yet. Shit. Oh, and wow. I was laughing because it- it's one of those it's one of those butterfly effect time travel things. Like JL was never supposed to get an audition, so what do we do <laughs> when he kills his audition? <laughs> I guess I guess we cancel this shit. We can't. You know, maybe I'm maybe I'm like the Hitler of comedy. Like somebody went back in time and was like, "If you could kill JL's career before he becomes too big, would you do it?" <laughs> so somebody's just and somebody said, my "Yes, yes, I will." <laughs> yeah, what'd you say, Karen? I said somebody said, "Yes, yes, I will. Yeah. I will take the challenge." Yeah, somewhere JL's like future kid is looking at his hand and is getting like see through and shit. Because <laughs> he's disappearing and fading away. <laughs> Daddy, what's happening? Why yeah. am I fading away? <laughs> It's your cousin, Marvin Barry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah, that, all that stuff is great, man. Um, uh, as far as, uh, the podcast. And then, uh, of course, um, you, you've been talking about losing weight, eating kale salads and stuff, man. Yeah. Um, how's that going? Um, well, the jobs that I've been on recently, I've been eating, it's, I put on a couple of pounds, but mm-hmm. nothing to the point where I'm just like letting it go again. But mm-hmm. just okay. scheduling wise, I haven't, you know, gotten to the gym as much. So I'm hoping to just get back into the rhythm of that. But I think this year I've eaten probably like 150 kale salads. It's really fucking horrific. And I like <laughs> it. But at this point, I'm just like, I just want to like now I feel guilty whenever I have a hamburger. Whereas I used to be like, yeah, what's wrong with 12 hamburgers a week <laughs> followed by cupcakes? I are don't know why that's a problem. Are you worried about the holidays and like, you know, kind of slipping off because a lot of people have issues around, you know, the holidays where they're trying to stick to like a plan or a diet? Nah, because basically this, you know, tomorrow my family does it pretty simple because it's basically me. Here, Here's how I'll describe my family. My family is... I'm a CNN reporter. My mom is the National Guard in Ferguson, Missouri, and my dad is the black community in Ferguson, Missouri. <laughs> and that's just me, like, with my arms out going, no, stop. Come on, guys. Let's just eat food <laughs> and not talk about how miserable the last 40 years of our lives have been together. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's very tense. So it's, it's a simple meal. You know, you get your turkey stuffing mashed potatoes corn pumpkin pie and then it's just a one-time thing and what so about your brother Friday i'll be back what about your brother and their and his family they um <clears throat> they stop by in the morning they uh, do their due diligence smart. in the morning and then go to the in-laws in staten island for the for the full uh, meal and everything but you, know, you guys, but they, you guys in and out early yeah, yes that's smart and you guys are all but you guys are all kind of in the same area so you all do get to see each other now, yeah, well, my brother's in New Jersey. Uh, his in-laws are in Staten Island, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm a quick train ride from from the Bronx. So, it's it's not. I have I definitely have the you know the easiest commute. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's 
I've gotten used to it. It's it's like at this point, I've just gotten used to kind of it's going to be you know, there's going to be football in the background, a little bit of tension and some tasty food. And then I will run to the to the train and go go back to my apartment. <laughs> uh, now, I was going to say, man, um, I, you were talking about Kale earlier. Uh, I've tried Kale this year a few times and uh, I like it. I don't yeah, know. It's actually really but good. But like I asked, I made the mistake of asking Twitter before mm-hmm. trying it because mm-hmm. I, what I did was I bought Put it. Put on your skinny jeans, you fucking hipster. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I went and bought it and then I asked people like, hey, so there's like any recipes or anything you guys are doing with this stuff? Like, I, you know, I've just kind of been hearing about it and everybody's like, it's the worst. Don't do it. It's nasty. Uh, like I was like, you know, what should I do with this, with this kale I bought? And it was like, throw it in the trash, leave it in the store, you know, and all this shit. I'm like, <laughs> so for a while I was kind of scared to try it cause I just had like a refrigerator with like a couple of, uh, you know, bags of, of kale or some shit in there. And I was just like, I guess, uh, I guess this is a waste. Like I shouldn't even open it up to try it. Everyone's saying it's all bitter and nasty and shit. And uh I tried it in some salads, and I I didn't think anything was wrong with it. I thought it was good. I couldn't tell no, the difference, it's, really. It's one of those things, like when I eat kale now, <laughs> it's just, it feels, it's low calorie, obviously, but mm-hmm. it, it feels substantial. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it has, like, weight to it. For lettuce, it has, like, weight. Yeah. And I'm one of those people, they call it, I guess, a volume eater. Like, I'll eat a lot of anything. So it's better that I have a bowl of carrots, because it'll make me feel like I'm stuffing my face. Because if I have a bowl of chocolate chip cookies, I will also stuff my face, and the right. net result of those two things is very different. But mm. and with kale, it's kind of fooling me. I feel like it's you know only like fifty calories in a giant bowl, but it feels like heavier. And then you know you throw some chicken and some some apples, and then what it does is, like I said on the the podcast, uh, my podcast last week, it feels like I try to eat another lettuce. Yeah, and it just feels like it's some cheap shit in my mouth. It it re- it really is, especially um most places give you um iceberg iceberg iceberg. You might as well drink a glass of water because yeah. Yeah. it has no nutrients in it at all. I called it I called it the training bra of lettuces. Like it, it gets is. you used to eating lettuces, but right. it doesn't actually do anything for you. No, some yeah. good old romaine lettuce, some kale, mix some spinach up in there. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I like it, man. I don't, I don't know why. I, but I kind of think I like it because everyone said how terrible it would be. You know what I mean? Like if they wouldn't have tried to talk me down off of it, I probably would be like, oh, it's not as good as you know when I just put spinach in a salad or something. But because they were like, it's gonna be the worst thing, and you're gonna <laughs> want to kill yourself and watch your mouth out with soap. Oh, like I, I tried it and I was like, oh, this isn't bad at all. Okay, well, fuck those people. That's um, that's why I want. But that's kind of why I wanted to hate it. Mm. But now there's a backlash against it, so I don't know. You know, I just get to pick some side to be against. But I really did want to be against the kale lovers. <laughs> it's like my one. It's my one like hipster credential. Yeah, but yeah. hopefully it'll go mainstream. But it's good. It's it just makes me feel. I remember when I was eating. You know, when I first started. You know, probably around April, started to kind of watch what I was eating. I'd been just terrible. You know, I, I was on like a two week bender. Bender of. Uh, burgers and cupcakes and cookies and nothing good Mm -hmm. and after my first kale salad at lunch it didn't satisfy me like a like a like a burger would Mm -hmm. but like an hour later i literally felt like somebody had given me like a vitamin shot Mm. and because i think it was because now i'm used to it but i had been so kind of like nutritionally unhealthy for like a good few weeks right that it 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 literally like it was weird because you i literally felt like man i want to like i I feel good like right it gives you energy 
Yeah, it really, it really did. And I know mm-hmm. I sound like one of those assholes who's mm-hmm. like, you know what you need to do? You need to treat food like fuel. You need to really <laughs> like, treat it like your body is a temple and really put the proper nutrients in there and you'll take care of yourself. Like I don't, no dairy, no dairy, no, la, 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 la. I don't want to be one of those people, but I can't lie and say that I didn't feel like a jolt. Like I wanted to go for a run after like an hour after that salad. Well, you know what, man? It's a cliche because it's true, you know? Like, all those people that say that bullshit that everyone hates to hear, I mean, it's got to have some truth to it. It's so many people fucking saying, like, treat food like fuel. Uh, if you, if you do this, you'll, it'll, you know, drink this much water or fucking, uh, do this much exercise. I mean, at some point, you gotta just be like, those guys are right. Yeah, that, yeah. you know, some of them are assholes. Please don't get me wrong. And some of them act uh-huh. like you're a piece of shit if you eat a bacon <laughs> right. or you eat meat or, or whatever their thing is. But it's just one of those things where I'm, I put like this. We're starting to eat better. I'm not a snob, but I can just tell the difference. You know, like you said, the energy level. Um, I don't get as tired doing work. Just simple stuff makes a big difference. So some of the shit they say is true, but you ain't got to be an asshole about it. Yeah. Um, now also, uh, JL, man, I got to ask, how's, uh, stand up going with your new, like, work schedule where it sounds like on the podcast, you don't really have a lot of time to do anything but work. Well, the good thing is I'm sort of a comic genius. So I have, uh, that, I was supposed to get a laugh. I kind of appreciate that you're accepting that as fact. Yeah, I, I, what I was—I uh, wouldn't have you on here if I thought you were lame. <laughs> right. No, but I've—I've uh, I've had in the last couple of months a very good writing burst to the mm. point where now maybe I can announce this on the show. I'm going to record album number five in May. Okay, all Woo! right. Because I'm very—I'm more than halfway towards <laughs> a new hour. Wow. And that's how it happens with me sometimes. Like for instance, my my third album. I didn't I, between album two and two and three was four years between albums three and four uh, was like 14 months because I just that's how like I don't necessarily always sit down each day and write. Right. But I write in like bursts. So I might write three bits on in one day and two of them end up being keepers that I develop. Mm. So I've had a very good recent like couple of months of writing more than i've been able to perform but then having at different shows whether they be at clubs or at bars or open mics just having the stuff really work uh work well right now so now um, i'm ready i'm probably going to try and do it in philly because i really like it there um but that's that's going to be my sort of my project for the first half of uh 2015 but it's uh it is difficult because I kind of prioritized once I saw that the last sort of three months of this year, October, I had a great October. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was on Corolla. I did the comics unleashed and, uh, opened for Dave Attell. So that was great. But then I said November and December was pretty, pretty empty. So I just made the, you know, I'm basically just try and get my bills paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, refocus in 2015 because the stage time has been the thing that's been most lacking, but it's fine because I need the money of the day job anyway. Right. So, yeah, so it's it's a it's it's a sad reality of where I'm at in comedy where I have enough kind of credibility and and skill to to get some things and to to do some things, but not enough where I'm just you know able to able to make it the full-time income. So I've got to 
the the shitty thing is, and I'm sorry if this is getting boring, but is no, you no, want to be mm, you want to be as consistent as possible. So it's really important that you true. get on stage as often as possible. Mm-hmm. But I just can't right now. So I'm at least. But it's good because when I am getting on stage, even with new stuff, a lot of it's working and a lot of it is is percolating in my mind. So I, That's I'm not thing. as pessimistic as uh, as I felt maybe a couple months ago when I was not writing anything new because it just nothing was really coming to me. I was too stressed about money and personal stuff, which I won't get into. And uh, you know, but now it's uh, it's flowing. It's the faucet is is back open. The creative faucet's back open. So I'm. Feeling so, good, feeling hopeful for the future. So uh, why why not uh, the Arlington Draft House? Sounds like you have uh, pretty good sets there too. Yeah, um, but that was the fir- that was the first time I was there. But they, oh. yeah, the sets were great there. But I gotta say, for instance, my joke I have a I have a bit that I've been closing with about my nephew, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the it, it, I compare. It's it's sort of an education on autism, but it's also you know it's also a, a bit. And one of the things I say is when I, you know, my nephew, I went to pick him up from school for the first time. So he's on the school bus and he, um, he's the last kid on the bus. So he sees me and, uh, he's only met me like 400 times. So obviously he's nervous and, uh, the door opens up. I say hello. And he walks to the back of the bus and starts humming because apparently his uncle picking him up from school is his nine eleven. <laughs> and then I quickly say, I quickly go, so while he's in the back of the bus, never forgetting, I'm talking to the bus driver. <laughs> and the never, the, yes, the never forgetting line is like my favorite part of the whole joke. Mm-hmm. That has killed in New York repeatedly. It's killed in, it killed in DC. In Arlington cinema, it was kind of a test joke. It did not kill, it got, ah. it got them a little uncomfortable, just the mere mention of 9-11. Ah, okay. And to me, Philadelphia, is kind of the all the shows I've had at Helium. It's kind of the perfect city for me because they've got enough enough. They're they're smart enough, but they're they're also a little bit mean. They're a mean right. people, so they're good comedy fans, but they're a little mean. So like I never feel like something I say. I had one joke bomb there in five different uh, appearances at that club. Mm. Yeah, not five shows, but like I've been there five <clears throat> separate times. Right. One joke, and even I knew it was a little bit harsh. Mm. And but they didn't boo. They just kind of didn't laugh. That was like the worst reaction I've ever gotten from them, because they're usually down with good jokes and with even a little bit mean spirit or things that might be a little edgy. So that's where I filled uh, uh, recorded my third album. So I'm, I'm leaning towards there. And then this gives me enough time to kind of arrange. Maybe I could do it on like a. Wednesday, Thursday at the club. Maybe they'll let me headline since I've done well there for the, like the, the the off nights, mm-hmm. yeah. and then feature for somebody you know that weekend or something. Yeah, that's, and it's and it's kind of plan, and it's kind of good to have a crowd that's a little bit mean um, for your style of comedy because you know some of the jokes I think it, in polite company might not go over with certain people, but I think in like uh, for people to have like an edge to their sense of humor. I think yeah. I think it's perfect, you know. Like so, I, I do I understand why you would do that. Um, the other thing is, are you not going to Cleveland because the Cavs are not being as good as as you thought they would be? I think the question is, am I not? Are the Cavs not as good as they thought they'd be because <laughs> I didn't move to Cleveland? I, I don't know why you're phrasing it the other way. No, and I gotta I'm, I gotta be honest about the Cleveland thing. The reason I didn't go because I was gonna I was gonna sign up for the February bar exam, mm-hmm. the Ohio bar exam. And what that would require is a three thousand dollars to take the bar exam prep course, right. which wouldn't, which would, you know, not be problematic because I have a credit card. Right. 
Right. But then I'd have to give up January and February working. Mm. So now you're talking about I'm losing, you know, several thousand dollars over that span of time mm-hmm. while studying, while paying. So now you're talking about like three months of lost money studying mm. for the test, take, you know, prepping. And, and, and so I, they, they, they offer it in July and I figure I'm going to do this album. This, you know, that's basically the album and all that preparation will not interfere at all with the June, July preparation I have to do for the exam. Mm. So, and I've submitted for a Comedy Central half hour. I got acknowledgement from the woman at Comedy Central that they received it, which is better than I got, you know, years ago when I submitted. So maybe, mm. maybe my notoriety has gotten me at least uh, recogni- recognized. Mm. But that I would know by the spring if I got that. that and, and that plus the new CD could be, I don't want to say game changers, but they could alter my calculus in terms of how... F- quickly I move ahead with a non-comedy life. That said, because it's still my choice to be a full-time comedian. Like that's still the, and I know everybody says you can't put it on a timetable. I'm not expecting it to happen. Like I'm not demanding if it doesn't happen in five months Mm. because in June I'll be doing comedy 12 years. And to some people that's not a lot of time, but in the current scheme of things, the way you have five, six, seven year guys getting catching fire because of not necessarily because they're the next Eddie Murphy, but just because they fit the right demographic or the right mm-hmm. moment in time. Right. My thing is I'm going to be 36 in April. I'll be doing comedy 12 years hardcore with a lot, a lot to be proud of by June. But then I have to think to myself, okay, but now I'm 36 and I want a family. Like I want, I want those things in my life. And I'm not willing I'm not willing to be a guy who, you know, gets married at 48 and has a kid at 50. Right. I mean, if that if that's just how my life goes, so be it, but I'm going to make an effort to not have that be my life. Mm. So, if I have to choose between prioritizing finances, family, personal life and either put comedy to the side or put it out of my life, I will. Mm-hmm. My preference would be for some of these things that I think I am Deserving is the wrong word because Josh Homer, of course, told me and many people have also quoted the movie Unforgiven saying deserves got nothing to do with it. Right. But comedy, it's not about deserving, but I, I think I am good and I am good enough at what I do and varied enough in my skill set and been around long enough at my level of skill and my level of productivity and talent where I think it's not unreasonable for me to say, you know what? I guarantee you when they pick their 16 Comedy Central half hours this year. If mine isn't picked, the set that I submitted, first thing I'll do is post it on YouTube and say, you judge for yourself. Right. Mine will be one of the two or three best half hours that they that they could air. Like if they aired mm-hmm. my half hour that I recorded at DC Improv, it will be better than at least 12 of the ones they put on TV. Mm. I'm not saying that to shit on the comics. I just have seen enough, know enough, know enough comedians and know what I put out there opening for Dave Attell right. to know that like, this is this is really good shit, and I will crush a half hour set on Comedy Central. Now, if that happens, I might still I might do a Dave Chappelle and like choose to move to Cleveland because now I have so much money I can travel wherever I want and I can live wherever <laughs> I want. You know, maybe that's my plan in five years is like I go there anyway just because I like the city, I like the pace. Right. Um, but you know that's so obviously there's a lot a lot going into that by, decision. By then, but my plan my plan is to record a CD in May. And take the Ohio bar exam in July. Could and then, those things change? Yes, but that's the plan. And of course, by then they would have won two or three championships, which would justify you going. 
That's right. Uh, so yeah, I see. I see what you're up <laughs> to, man. I, I get it. I get it. I um, could just move to Cleveland now and get into a fight with Johnny Manziel, <laughs> and like boom, all of a sudden I've got my own show on uh, on Spike. <laughs> yeah, Johnny's entourage sounds like uh, <laughs> that dude got his ass whooped somehow. The guy did. I, he got beat. The guy got beat up badly. Yeah. Well, there's two sides to the story. I don't know how bad he got beat up, but the one side is. Uh, Johnny Manziel. Just, his like entourage guy just popped him. Yeah. Like he just walked up on him and they just knocked his ass out, right? Um, is, uh, well, no, his side of the story is he wanted to give Johnny Manziel a hug and he was with his girlfriend. Uh, was like, Oh, Johnny Manziel, I'm a Cleveland fan. Can I give you a hug? And I was like, even if someone's not famous, that can get you knocked out. So I don't even know that. That was the coolest shit to do anyway. Like, just walk up on a random stranger and, hey, I want to hug you because you're famous. Like, get the fuck yeah, off of me, man. You could attack me anything. Like. Yeah. Then Johnny Manziel's side of the story is like, hey, I was hanging out with my mom and my brother. Um, and this dude just, uh, he, who was part of like some other entourage rolled up on me. Um, and we didn't know what the fuck he wanted. I told him to get away from me and, uh, you know, ended up hitting him. So who knows what really happened, but. I've been told by people in Cleveland who actually the, the, the media might prefer Johnny Manziel. Mm-hmm. The people of Cleveland prefer Hoyer. A, because yeah. I think he's a local product. Mm-hmm. I think he's from Ohio. But also he's, he's not been terrible. So they right. kind of like that he's been all right for them. And I don't think they're a town that necessarily wants that kind of flash. Like LeBron was flashy, but he wasn't that kind of flash. Like right. he had his little chalk thing. But that was like for the fans. Right. You know, that wasn't like, look at me and my money. Now, I do, like, I kind of like Manziel a little bit, but at the same time, when people tell me he's an asshole in Cleveland, I can kind of believe it. Yeah, I just don't believe he'll be that good. Like, I think, right. I think he's, I don't think his game's going to translate to the pros the way people expect it expect to. It to. And right. I, I think just because he's a short guy, uh, yeah. people keep looking at Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. But like those motherfuckers are super duper talented. Like those, like it's more than just hey they're short. Like there's a lot of short motherfuckers, but there's only one Russell Wilson and one Drew Brees. Like, but to right. but to Manziel's credit, I mean I I can understand though why I think he's gonna get a shot. Like, oh, he will. Maybe not with them, maybe with them, but he will get a shot because. The things that he does have, he has legit athleticism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has, they say he has like big ass hands, which yeah. so he, like, he might have some of the tools that could, that could compensate for some of his deficiencies. But yeah, who yeah. knows? I'll tell you this much. It, I've learned this over, over time. Uh, if you evaluate quarterbacks and you're not really sure if a guy's going to be like a, a, a hit or a talent or not, always bet on no. And you will be right like 95% of the time because there's only like five good quarterbacks in the NFL at any period of time. Right. So the odds of them, that guy becoming one of the uh, 25 that are mediocre to bad is much higher. So I'm right. going to feel pretty safe going, uh, Johnny Benzel, mediocre to bad. Um, and uh, I just don't see it. I think if he was that fucking great, he would have took that job by now. Uh, Hoyer or no Hoyer, like the coaches would have been like, yeah, because we've seen that shit happen before, where a guys mm-hmm. a legitimate starter, but you know the guy on the the, the rookie forty not forty niners are obviously the biggest example. Exactly, yeah, the rookie's got too much heat. He's making too many plays in practice, and the coaches, you know, that fucking dicks get hard, and they're just like, we gotta get this dude in the game. <laughs> 
like they don't even give a fuck about menzel they tried to get him in the game like one time and they're just like you know what this is stupid we were winning without <laughs> this dude yeah <laughs> right we, we don't we don't need this bullshit um go get in a fight um all right let's let's talk about different news stuff okay we got a lot of new yeah. stuff going on here um i guess we'll start with the with the downer um the ferguson stuff more ferguson news is coming out um uh, apparently um michael brown senior got baptized in a church uh like this i'm not gay no more (laughs) Uh, i don't like ferguson (laughs) i like women's (laughs) so he uh he got he got baptized this past weekend at a church and um during all the protests uh that church was set on fire god damn now people is on the other side of town as you can imagine um then the fires that were set in like the shopping district or whatever that was Mm. uh so they don't think it was the same people oh yeah um they think that it was like white supremacist groups and stuff that were you know saying they were gonna like come to ferguson and get the black people in check uh and you know at one point they were talking about they were gonna shoot the rioters and all this shit um the pastor said he doubted the same people who were raging on the other end of the West, of West Florissant had burned his church. Instead, he said he suspected white supremacists who wanted to punish him for his support of the Brown family who had just been baptized there. Uh, Sunday, we do the baptism. Monday, the church is on fire. It just doesn't add up, he says. Right. Lee said police told him about the church late Monday night. I feel like one of my children has died, he said. I put my blood, my sweat, my tears into this church. Getting this church built from the ground up to see that it, it was taken down in a few minutes is really heartbreaking. Brown Sr., Lee said, was just devastated again after hearing about the church Tuesday afternoon. So, yep, um, burned down the church. That's always a good sign. No, it's not. <laughs> like, that's, that's the thing about the people that are like, uh, like like I like I uh was listening to the news today uh or watching the news and they were like uh Robin Roberts and all those whoever all those people were up there and she was like well you know it doesn't even matter what side you're on I mean both sides are angry and I was like yeah but one side is the KKK like can we stop right. can we stop validating both sides like how how can both sides be angry after this verdict like one side is either uh partying or should be like oh we got away with another one up top or uh or the other on the other side that's angry because you didn't get justice who the fuck is like he didn't get indicted but i'm still mad at these colors oh my god like i, I just know. the thing that annoys me about this whole thing every and it's every time one of these cases happens is how the conservative, quote unquote, conservative people on my, you know, among my friends or in my social media circles, mm-hmm. turn it into like they've got to have the cops back because that's what that's your team, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this like, it's like, don't you get it? Like one side at least has a dead, unarmed kid on it. What nobody's right. nobody's acting anymore like he's a saint. But he's still a ch- he still has parents. He still was unarmed. So let's say he was a piece of shit. He was still 18. 
people mm-hmm. change. There's lots. There's people doing good things in their lives who were bad kids. Right. And it's that kind of like sympathy goes out the window. It just becomes a good. I'm glad the cop got off because. And I'm seeing memes. I talked about it on my podcast, but I saw this meme which really annoyed me, mm-hmm. where it's it had a picture of the Brown family and they were wearing a T-shirt with his face on it, and they, mm-hmm. you know I'm sure it was a media photo, and the top said raised raised a thug with a criminal record who got shot mm-hmm. underneath it said blames everybody but themselves and i'm like is that what they're doing right are they blaming everyone it's so they, weird and callous too because or are they blaming the ferguson police department right right <laughs> and it's so weird and callous too because like it and maybe it's just because of the internet or maybe it's just we're more aware of people's callousness now because of the internet. But like some of these comments are almost addressed to the parents. Like your son doesn't right. do such a, would you walk up to someone, a grieving person and tell them your son is a thug and that's why he's dead. You need to get over it. Like you wouldn't do that shit. Cause you know, you right. get fucked up. Um, minimum or you know you just hopefully your humanity would kick in and you go oh wait this is a real person i'm talking about not just like a sports team well yeah and it's that's the problem is that like even if you think that he was not and i still it's still like if here's what i would say if the shopkeeper had shot him Mm -hmm. i i would have way less of an issue with this you know it wouldn't because a it wouldn't be the state killing it wouldn't be a state actor once again killing this kid and he did push that guy that guy was much smaller right you could be like you're in my business stealing my stuff and assaulting me Mm -hmm. Ah. Mm -hmm. like i'm just saying in that scenario you'd kind of go ah we i mean he could have that looks like he might have been scared like he could have been protecting his business all of those reasons but instead it's the cop who I'm sorry, I feel like they should give cops revolvers at this point, Mm -hmm. like six shooters, where it's just like you can't just pump bullets into somebody. Right. But they did this thing where they were like 90 seconds. 90 seconds is all it took. Yeah, if you're thinking of 90 seconds while watching a movie, you're like, that's nothing. But 90 seconds is a lot of time. Yes, it is. For a bang, bang encounter. 90 seconds is a... If you just sat there, and I said this, if I was like in the... And the prosecutor did not want to convict him. Like, I was reading the detailed stuff in the New York Times today, Mm -hmm. and it it sounded more like he was a defense lawyer for the policeman. Mm -hmm. And it it was... It sent... Like, I I said, if I was presenting that case, I would have counted 90 seconds for the... And been like, did that feel like a short amount of time just sitting here waiting for a push, a shove, a punch, a couple of punches, right. walking away, a couple of shots, turning around, charging. And I, I, I joked on Twitter today, um, you know, mm-hmm. a, a kind of a not a joke, haha, but I said, you know what? Maybe the grand jury was right, because after Mike Brown was shot five times, maybe he did want to kill the officer. Right. Because <laughs> right. you're like, it was the sixth shot to his head that ended it. Right. And you're like, at what point did you think he was like with four bullets in him? Right. He's not the fucking mountain from Game of Thrones, man. Yeah, like, let's right. stop turning him into a superhero or a supervillain. Yeah, they try you know to turn I mean? him into the it just Reading all that stuff, I'm just like, and, and once again, the big point here is reading all that stuff. Could that, could a jury find the cop innocent? I mean, not guilty, I should say. Yes. Yes. 
this didn't even get there. Right. This didn't even meet that. Like it didn't even pass the burden to get to trial. That's the almost the more insulting part. So then the question, like I said, the question to me becomes, so what the fuck are the people that wanted him to go free, pay, put money towards, you know, him, him, what towards, towards just him in general, when he was uh, on paid leave, like, what, what the fuck are you mad, mad about? about? Yes. Like, right. what are you mad about? about? Are you, it's like, they're mad that black people and people that are. I think they want an apology to the cop from the black community in right. Ferguson. Yeah, it's almost like they're mad that people. We learned, we haven't are learned mad. our lesson. It's like, we won, but you're, you're being sore losers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, how dare you still be upset that your son is dead? Like, people were mad that the parents were you know, um, outraged at the time that they heard that there's no indictment. Oh man, let me tell you something. When yeah. like, if my mom, if that happened to me and my parents were up there, my mom, and I'm not, I'm not kidding. My angry Irish mom mm-hmm. would say, burn this motherfucker down. Right. I swear she, that's what she would say. Right. And, and I she mean, would be like, fuck all of them. And part and of it is kind of perverse because like she would have been like it would have been like the, the the battle of Helm's Deep in two towers with my mom like <laughs> screaming on a rock on Yeah, and part <laughs> and of it's charging. And part of it's kind of perverse because you know there's a camera there in the first place. Like right. let's get the moment that they find out. Oh, Wrong and the nine camera. o'clock the nine o'clock I mean eight o'clock local. Yeah. What are we do I mean, I know it's been said, but what? Right. What are we do I mean what is this set up for? Correct. Were they handing out forties uh, to everybody at eight o'clock? <laughs> at, at seven o'clock? Like right. here, drink up. It's going to be a rough night. Here, right. here have some forties. Here's some. Here, here's some amphetamines. Just here, have at it. <laughs> yeah. Here's some, here, you know, here's some copies of the movie Glory and Boys in the Hood to get you really <laughs> riled up. <laughs> yeah, it you know was what I mean? Like, what, what are you doing? It's like a disaster plan. Um, it really was. It was like the opposite of a disaster plan. Yeah. It was like. How can we make sure a disaster? Right. Yeah. Like we need to make this the disaster that we want it to be. And it's like everyone saw it coming. And, um, you know, uh, speaking of which, um, more Ferguson news, Don Lemon was on the scene. Uh, so he had to cover it live. Um, and you know, the thing is with these live coverages where they send the, uh, media superstars out there, it's amazing how little reporting they do. Correct. It's like everything is just like, I'm here. I, uh, I see a chicken shack. Um, it's dark. Uh, there's some cars. I'm like, this isn't really reporting. Right. You're just I could have told your ass that. Yeah, here, here's the clip. We have heard gunshots this evening, a couple during the prosecutor's announcement, Bob McCullough's announcement, and then just about maybe a minute, two minutes ago, just before you went to uh, Jason Carroll, we heard a gunshot and then people started scattering and now they're moving back and we're watching people, um, they're on top of uh, the roofs of cars, the tops of cars, and um, obviously there's a smell of marijuana in the air as well. Uh, yeah, obviously... There's a smell of marijuana in the air as well, obviously, because, you know, they black. Obviously, there's a smell of marijuana <laughs> in the air as well. Uh, we're going to have to move. Um, and then they just abruptly cut to the next dude. <laughs> they were like, OK, uh, <laughs> that's enough of Don. We'll come back to him later when you say something mm-hmm. else slightly offensive. 
See, um. my, not to not to make this about my mom, but this just reminds me because she, when the, when when the uh, midterm elections, you know, when it was a bloodbath for Democrats, because my mom was all about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. But then once Obama won, her love of her biracial sons and her love of the Democratic Party, she just became one hundred percent about Obama. Mm-hmm. And she she just wrote to me the day after those midterms when that when you know it was just a bloodbath for Democrats and they'd all run from Obama and nobody was saying anything good even though there's been tons of good stuff to talk about. Right. She just wrote to me in an email. The Reverend Jeremiah Wright was correct because <laughs> she was just like, "God damn America!" Like my mom is an angry black woman at heart. <laughs> um, I like her already, man. She, uh, but no, it just reminds me, I'm sure she was thinking the same thing with this, you know, she was just, Mm -hmm. and I think she's in her heart. I think she's, she feels lucky that her kids never had to go. And I talked about this on the podcast where Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm half black, but I know what I look like. Right. And I have definitely benefited from that because like I said, I'm a big surly dude. Yeah. (laughs) And if I was dark, if you throw dark complexion and and black features on my face i'm gonna be like shit's gonna happen for me at some point right and instead i just you know i get like you know some sort of like mediterranean or middle eastern vibe when i'm like tan Mm. and so i never i never deal with that shit but it's uh i'm sure she was thinking the same thing i think she's she's like i said she's an angry black woman at heart well more more ferguson news uh, the KKK, there were rumors that they got hacked by Anonymous and Anonymous leaked all their identities and, uh, told everybody what businesses they own in the local area and all that stuff. Well, the KKK, not to be outdone, now claims that they've taken over the Twitter account, uh, used by members, uh, the members of Anonymous who hacked their af- account. So KKK rehacked Anonymous. The- how do you, if you're the KKK, how do you, do you go to like, stanford or silicon valley and like try to just drop racist things at bars to see who's like in sync with you like man a lot of a lot of brownies working at your company huh <laughs> yeah i wish it was more white i could I, I hate coding around these people how'd you like to come to ferguson missouri and work on our website <laughs> that's exactly how that conversation went after the kkk threatened to use lethal force against protesters in ferguson missouri the hacker collective known as anonymous announced operation kkk in which they took the hoods off of members in, of the kkk by posting information about them on twitter the K- the clan responded by taunting anonymous via its twitter account at klu klux clan usa writing anonymous is oh, nothing that account no karen i just made it up of course it's their account is it verified? <laughs> right. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Karen. Google that shit. Uh, I will. Uh, let me see. Um, where was I at? Oh, writing anonymous is nothing but an act. Don't be worried by this, fellow Klansmen. Hashtag op KKK. Hashtag hoods on. And on is in caps. I like that they use hashtags. The KKK. Uh, like I just keep picturing them doing horrible acts in the few, in the past and hashtag Rosewood hashtag Darky's gonna learn. Um, anonymous hashtag out of rope hashtag <laughs> SMH. Right. And hoods on. I just keep imagining like Lil John lyrics and shit. 
um anonymous is nothing but a bunch of wannabes <laughs> they want Sorry, to... somebody somebody wrote rise and hashtag rise and lynch <laughs> 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 yeah. uh hashtag lynch flow remember when that was, that was hot to flow anyway anonymous is nothing but a bunch of wannabes they won't take any action we will not be brought down by some low lies behind the screen Anonymous responded by taking over the KKK's Twitter account and posting the following. Op KKK, the war is on. And it's a picture of uh, a lynched Klansman. Um, yesterday, members of the real Klan claimed they had hacked at Operation underscore KKK's Twitter feed, noting that based on the direct messages sent from it to this account, we can confirm that this account was run by a kid in his mom's basement. Hashtag who is on. Uh, you think. Uh, then they went on to taunt anonymous. Uh, you think anonymous would have picked a harder password to crack hashtag hoods on. However, other anonymous were not convinced to take over was the work of the clan. I think it likely they hired outside assistance with this black hat mercenaries are a dime a dozen. Um, whoever took over the account, however, was unable to relish in their victory for very long as this morning, the account was commandeered by its original owner who wasted no time in taunting the clan. They shouldn't have followed that link. I guess the clan isn't aware of key loggers. Fuck the clan. Hashtag hoods off. Hashtag op KKK. So, uh. I know it's not official. The clan is fighting with, uh, the clan is fighting with motherfucking anonymous. This is the craziest shit ever. Um, and yeah, there's no check mark on it, Karen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're not verified. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a uh, more of this ferguson news uh shit won't stop coming um what was this other shit okay we already did don lemon and his bullshit oh <laughs> we got um we got uh some people that were reacting to ferguson uh celebrities and stuff um uh, chris rock lebron james and others uh so uh celebrities address express sadness frustration and disappointment Across social media Monday after a grand jury in Missouri declined to bring charges against police. Oh, don't do that. After uh, uh, Officer Darren Wilson. You know what's funny is <laughs> um, when this shit happens, the celebrities that say the right thing, they're always so much more famous than the ones who say the, the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just expecting like 48 hours from now to be like, Adam Baldwin had this to say, you know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Paulie Shore says, fuck those black people. <laughs> um, Chris Rock said a system cannot fail those who it was never meant to protect. Correct. Uh, quoting W.E.B. Dubois. Um, uh, Catherine Heigl said my heart and sympathy goes out to Michael Brown, uh, Michael Brown's family. Their, their words and actions are, uh, remarkable considering the deep sorrow and grief. Cher says, uh, have problem, re- have problem RE decision, not number two bring to number two trial police who shot young man near St. Louis dot something must be the letter just be done. Number two, protect innocent young BLK men. Can't be mad at her, but she saved a lot of. She got, all, she got all 140 of them characters. Right. She was like, I had to squeeze it. Pharrell Williams says, I'm heartbroken over the news of no indictment in Ferguson. Let's all pray for peace. Missy Elliott just posted a cry face. 
darren wilson uh a moby says darren wilson chased michael brown and murder him how did the grand jury get around this basic fact hashtag ferguson hashtag ferguson decision Irvin Michael Johnson, Irvin Magic Michael, I mean, Irvin Magic Johnson, who JL would like to cherry faces with, um, (laughs) said, we must work together to stop the unnecessary loss of young men of color. Justice was not served in Ferguson. Uh, Caddy Perry says, feeling stuck all the way over here in Sydney, seeing the news just now. Sending my prayers to Ferguson and praying for an equal America. Hashtag whipped cream out of my tits. (laughs) Hashtag cleavage. Hashtag shake them up. Shake them if you got them. Uh, how did you? I'm curious. How did you feel this? Because ver- I feel like this had a lot more buildup, but how? Like, and there was a lot more track. I don't. How does this compare? How do you feel versus Trayvon Martin? Like, what? Um, I'm feel numb. I'm still not. I don't. Uh, I knew they weren't gonna indict this dude a long time ago. I mean, just calling in the National Guard before the decision was a spoiler alert. Correct. You know, it's like. Right. Like, could you possibly have revealed your hand more than you're doing right now? Like, hey, we're gonna neither here nor there, guys. We're gonna we're gonna bring the National Guard in and possibly maybe reveal the verdict on Monday. But hey, you know, everyone keep calm. Hey, it's still up in there. Your guess is as good as mine. Uh no, we're not gonna call him or put him in detention or arrest him or anything like that. But uh yeah, you know, hey, it could go either way. I I'm 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 as confused as you. So. I, I felt like, I mean, I'm still, the Trayvon Martin one bothers me a lot. I mean, this bothers me for sure. Right. Yeah, but that but one. But the Trayvon Martin one, because that was, that I don't know, that just, that still feels like a horrible injustice. I mean, they're yeah. both, don't get me wrong, but that one feels like particularly bad. Like mm-hmm. a guy can, like I, like I think I've said on, on my podcast, it's like the idea that somebody can pick a fight. And when they're losing the fight, mm-hmm. shoot you and say, I feared for my life. It's like, yeah, but you don't bear any response. Even if you take him at his word, right? you don't bear any responsibility for mm-hmm. harassing, mm-hmm. disobeying the police recommendation. Mm-hmm. Like, but whatever it's, but they're both, they're both terrible. But I, no, nah, I don't know no, the, the, the Trayvon thing was worse to me. Um, that guy's mm-hmm. not a police officer. Mm-mm. Uh, the actual police said he did not need to get out of his car and follow that kid. Uh, he's just a kid on his way home, um, from the store. He didn't do anything illegal. Um, you know, uh, he, uh, he also, you know, like, uh, the arguments in the case, like we actually got a trial. So, Correct. you know, I was able to, right. uh, like rationalize it. Cause on the one hand I was like, if we get a trial, that's really the most I can hope for. Yeah. Cause then it's kind of up to a jury of his peers and we'll see what happens with George Zimmerman. But, it became increasingly um, obvious that Trayvon Martin was on trial, not George Zimmerman. Yes. Right. In public opinion and in the courtroom. It was, you know, what did this kid do to deserve death? And well, there I, were great statements from one of the jurors who was interviewed on CNN after. Mm-hmm. And she kept referring to him as Mr. Zimmerman. Yeah. And I, I forget how she referred to Trayvon, but it wasn't by Tray. It wasn't like Trayvon. It wasn't. Mr. Martin, Mm -hmm. it was like some, I forget what the adjective or, but it was literally like they were there to defend George Zimmerman. Right. Right. And, and, and and so I, I was very, I was more disheartened by that. And, you know, like I actually cried during the closing arguments because listening to that lawyer basically plead the case for black humanity 
in 2013 or whenever that was like mm-hmm. you know like to me that was way more uh stirring for this we didn't get a trial we didn't mm-hmm. get you know we only uh-huh. got stuff from twitter witness statement everything we got was either through social media or mm-hmm. like online but what people heard in the courtroom and what was said in the courtroom we didn't get all that until after they decided not to indict but we knew they weren't going to indict and we knew that there was more than enough evidence to have an indictment so you know it, this one just the, the was a district little different. attorney was definitely i mean reading what i read in the times today because they had a lot of coverage on it it yeah. really did come across like he was there as the police lawyer yes right like kind of making sure that he met the elements of self-defense mm-hmm. and like establishing all his and and i mean the description i, I mean the the officer and the guy are both the same height. Now I'm not saying right. the officer is some jacked up, you know, CrossFit superstar, right. but they're both six foot four men. Mm-hmm. And I, he was like, it felt like this. This wasn't the blind side, like lifting right. him up by his <laughs> neck. Right. Do you know what I mean? It was, I mean, the guy's big, but it was this guy is not like the fucking Hulk. Yeah. And then and, when you see the pictures of the guy afterwards, he doesn't look. Like, he could have, and I hate to say this because mm-hmm. I kept comparing it to to twenty. Did you ever see the movie Twenty Fifth Hour? Yes. Before Ed Norton goes to jail at the end of the movie, spoiler, but excellent movie. Yeah. He like gets beat up. He has like his friend beat the shit out of him, so he looks like roughed up going mm-hmm. into jail, as like protection yeah. for himself. And I kept la- I kept thinking to myself like, you don't think he could? I mean, the guy looked like he got slapped in the face. Right. And you know if they if it was if it bruised later they would have taken later photos. Right. So if he had really gotten a shit beat at him or really socked in the face, that could have been somebody like pushing his face away hard. Right. Like oh my, his cheek is red. Like right. wait, the kids slap you. Mm-hmm. And the only the thing with these all these cases, you know, the one case where there was I guess justice served, mm-hmm. although the the guy who shot the kid at the gas station is getting retried for that one. Right. But the uh, the woman in Michigan yeah. who got shot, mm-hmm. and but I've made the point. Then I said I think it was like on Randolph Randolph's page, maybe on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, Randolph Terrence, I'm sure your listeners are familiar. Yes. Um, I said here's the difference though. She's a woman. Mm-hmm. The the whole the endangered species here when it comes to stuff like that is young black men. I mm-hmm. I am willing to bet if that had if that had been a Six foot one muscular black guy banging on the door asking for help. Some of those jurors would have found it more reasonable for him to be afraid. Right. And they would have said they would have said it's a tragedy, but we understand what his state of mind was. Yeah. And I think it helped that it was a woman. Yeah. In, I mean, there's always like, I, you know, there's always like a kind of gender pissing contest sometimes with like who has it worse or whatever. Um, but yeah, I do think that, um, uh, Renisha McBride, when she was, uh, killed it, it was almost more shocking because it was just a woman looking for help. Mm-hmm. And like Jonathan Farrell in Charlotte got shot and killed by a police officer. He got in a one car accident. He wasn't drunk or high or anything, possibly sustained maybe a concussion or something. And police just arrived and shot him down because they were scared of him. He was like approaching the police, like, "Hey, I need help. I've been, you know, in an accident." And they're just like, "Bam, bam, 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 bam," and they killed him. And yeah, there was no, the sympathy was not the same, you know. Like, uh, and I, I think maybe the Walmart. What about the Walmart guy? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's Same just like here. I mean, there start these cases, and I think this is this is one of those places where you say you know the positivity of social media right. bringing to light these things because people would like to believe that we live in a world where you know only the guy wearing the Klan hood, screaming nigger, and lynching people is the racist anymore, and we those people are gone, so right. we're all good now. But like I'm thinking about the guy with the toy gun in Walmart. Yeah, got that was uh, I think that was Vander Myers. And what's crazy about that is, and this is happening more and more. Police have one account. All this shit, you know, the the entire case basically gets, you know, okay, well, hey, righteous kill. Don't worry about it. You know, people are like, I don't know, this kind of suspect. You got this autopsy. You got these witness accounts. No, 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 nothing to see here. We're definitely not going to charge him. Then the video comes out. You see the video and you're like, how the fuck did that guy end up dead? Like, and it's a shoot to kill culture. Now, like, yeah. if, if you shoot somebody, you better kill them because that increases your chances exponentially of getting off. Right. Because now you can frame the narrative, assuming there's any ambiguity. That's what bothered me about the George Zimmerman thing. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if, 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 if Trayvon Martin survived that shooting, right. we'd be hearing a different story. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Me too. Because there's only one side when someone's dead. Um, more tweets. Uh, Olivia Munn says, let's not, let's not just make noise. Let's make a difference. Michael Brown's family. That was a quote from Michael Brown's family. Rest in peace, Michael Brown. Uh, Russell Simmons says, just leaving yoga and hearing about the verdict. Huh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he had to throw, he had to throw it in there. He, he had to do it, Come man. On. Just stretching y'all. Yeah, just leaving yoga. Um, I'm, I'm more enlightened and better than you. Listening to Beast by Dre, uh, just about, <laughs> um, anyway, just leaving yoga, hearing about the verdict of grand jury. Citizens, please begin with prayer, breathe, be thoughtful and safe. Yeah, he might as well say, just record an episode of Diff Comedy Jam. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, God bless, good night. Right. Lena Dunham says, uh, all my love is with the family of Michael Brown. I applaud their strength and courage, mourn their loss, pray they see justice and change. Hashtag diddly, my sister. Uh, <laughs> Orlando Jones says, some things in life are sad, but not surprising. Hashtag Ferguson decision. You guys watch Sleepy Hollow, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it. he's the worst part of Sleepy Hollow. Hey, man, I don't know why. No, I do know why. I love that show because it reminds me of Buffy. And everything good it and does. bad about it. Everything good and everything bad about Buffy, it. I never watched Buffy. But yeah. I know that uh, I like Sleepy Hollow. I love... The two leads. I can't oh, wait yeah. till they have an interracial baby before yeah. the show is over. <laughs> Seriously, I do need them to hook up at some point. But they, my, are, be- they are both beautiful people. They are, right. man. But I love that they. Uh, I love that they are not like really doing the the, the cliche romance. Like, well, they know they're going to one day, but they yeah. know they can't do that till like a season five. Right. They well, got to keep it going. So they've introduced this other guy who likes the sister, but also kind of likes her. Yeah. And he's got his wife. I always hypothesize that eventually the wife would do something wrong or get jealous of Lieutenant Mills. Yeah. And then like it would cause a rift. Mm. And but anyway, sorry. I didn't even know you watched that show, man. That's my show. Well, I loved the first loved the first season. Yeah. This season I'm finding to be kind of up and down. I haven't watched last night's yet. Okay. Yeah, it is a bit up and down. I'm, I'm like two weeks behind. Uh, my thoughts, uh, Josh Groban says, my thoughts are with the Ferguson community. I hope the frustration as well as the love for the Brown family shows itself through peace. Um, and Gabrielle Union says, heavy heart, angry soul. We matter. 
all our lives matter hear us feel us respect us all unlike i did siobhan way when i stole her husband um correct so she she got in there good for her good for her um and then there were some um athletes who who spoke up which is uh probably my new favorite thing about social media like yeah i like to see these uh athletes taking a stand i feel like you know i don't hold it against the ones who don't have shit to say me either but when someone does have something to say i always find it like admirable like good for you so uh here's the ones uh lebron james says uh the system enables john wait hold on lebron james tweeted an instagram image of mike brown arm in arm with trayvon martin and he says as a society how do we do better and stop things like this from happening time after time two exclamation points i'm so sorry to these families violence is not the answer people retaliation isn't the solution as well hashtag prayers up to the families hashtag we have to do better and then Um, he tweeted why couldn't they shoot kyrie irving Right. <laughs> yeah. He says, someone, someone please shoot Dion Waiters. Um, wild, just wild, shameful. What will it take? Three, uh, three question marks. Serena Williams. The way, uh, family heart and prayers go out to the Brown family. Hashtag rest in peace. Mike Brown from Dwayne Wade. Uh, hashtag break baby. Uh, <laughs> Steve Nash says, disgusted <laughs> by decision in Ferguson. Racism is learned, accepted is systematic suffocation of education and opportunity what are we saying hashtag uh i fake my injury yeah <laughs> hashtag just got, just finished the back nine hashtag uh, i'm taking your check getting that check Col- from the Lakers. collecting loot yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just getting paid um but uh good for him man uh justin tuck says just so no one misunderstands where i'm coming from i'm mad Mad because a young man is dead. I don't care that he was black, white, purple. I know cops are under extreme pressure. I have family that are cops, but I'm tired of seeing, of having, I'm tired of have, of seeing stuff like this. If a black cop shot a white, unarmed white young man, I would be mad about that as well. So understand I'm also making this world, I'm all, I'm all about making this world a better place. I have sons and I want them to live in a world where they don't have to worry about this crap. I'm praying for the Brown family and suffering tonight, black, white, etc. And the church guy said, I will not shoot a man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no more. No more man. Um, I will. I will shoot a women's. Women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so sending my thoughts and prayers to the brown family my heart is so heavy hashtag our kids matter hashtag rest in peace mike brown swing cash reggie bush says no matter who you are what color you have where you live what what color skin you have where you live we are all in this together this isn't a ferguson problem it's a global problem we need change now what happened to humanity hashtag justice for mike brown reggie bush a lot of people were mad at his statement. I'm not mad at all. I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, my favorite statement comes from my man, Killer Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba, who says, the system enables young black men to be killed behind the mask of law. Hashtag Ferguson. Hashtag Tipping Point. Hashtag Change. He learned from uh, the people that was mad at him about Trayvon Martin. He was like, never again. He tried, he tried to take that Michael Jordan stance. And it ain't the 80s anymore. Yeah. You can't, 
you can't do that. Like, hey, I'm a businessman. Well, you know, attitude. His thing, I, you know, his comments with the Trayvon Martin thing to me weren't that bad because his thing was, I wouldn't just put on a hoodie because my teammates did it. Correct. I would fucking find out what happened and then I would let that be like, I speak for myself. I don't need to stand up with my teammates, which is exactly his fucking, um, problem and his greatest strength. He don't give a fuck about his teammates. Uh, he does what Kobe wants to do when Kobe wants to do it. Mm-hmm. Then he did, uh, I think when he caught that backlash though, cause, um, this Twitter, we ain't got time for them nuances, dog. Mm-mm. You got to just but say, it's I'm also mad. one of those things where you make that statement thinking you're being nuanced, but you kind of know you're being like, you're strong arming also. Like you're making mm-hmm. a point like, Hey, I'm a, there's a time and place. You don't have to make your like definitive small stand. Right. Like, at this very moment to be like, yeah, well, you know, I need to know all the facts. So did you, did you, did you ever read that, that whole article? Cause it's long as fuck. It's like a book. It's like a chapter in a book, right? It's in, it was in like the New York, the New Yorker, you know, those, you know how long they write that shit, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay. So I was thinking about this shit, man. Like, do they like spend a fucking week with you or some shit? Like how do they, cause it, it, you know, it spans his whole, it's like a synopsis of his career in basically chapter format. And I kept thinking, like, do you even know what's going to be the lead? Like, right. do, you, do you just catch yourself talking and then, like, Tuesday when it goes up, you're like, the fuck is this shit? Like, <laughs> like, we talked about that for 10 seconds, man. What are you doing? <laughs> now everybody thinks I'm a fucking, like, sellout hater and shit. Um, uh, also, Ferguson related, Darren Wilson's friends are demanding that star witness and the Michael Brown case be charged with perjury for his hands up, don't shoot, shoot, lie after grand jury rejects team version of events. That's right. Dorian Johnson, the guy who uh, said he was right there and saw it all happen, um, said, uh, you know, of course, his, his version of events were not the same as uh, Officer Wilson, who everybody seems to believe on the grand jury. Um so now people are saying he should be indicted for, for perjury. Why? If you're not going to indict the officer, you shouldn't <laughs> indict him. Fuck you. I mean, he's just a witness giving his version of events. Right. Here's right. here's another thing, though. The reason that I don't think this will happen or that it shouldn't happen, um, they put out a chart. I'll put this chart in the, in the, um, in the chat room of, like, a synopsis of how witnesses testified. Um in in this it's not just him you know it's not just dorian johnson being like uh this is what i saw and everybody agree with me you know it's actually a bunch of people who were called in and gave or they interviewed and gave testimony or whatever maybe not grand jury testimony but they talked to the police um if you look at the uh analysis of the statement uh more than 50 percent of the witnesses said mike brown held his hands up when darren wilson shot him 16 out of 29 only five witnesses said that Brown reached towards his waist during the confrontation leading up to Wilson shooting them, him to death. More than half of the witnesses said that Brown was running away from Wilson when the police officer opened fire on the 18-year-old, while fewer than one-fifth of the witnesses indicated this was not the case. There was an even split among witnesses who said whether or not Wilson fired upon Brown when the 18-year-old had already collapsed onto the ground. Only six witnesses said Brown was kneeling when Wilson opened fire on him. More than half of the witnesses did not mention whether or not Brown was kneeling. 
so none of these are consistent so why would you think this one dude deserves to go to 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 go to trial over over his statements It's, it's very weird to me to single him out um but yeah so all right other news let's talk about some white on white violence yeah have y'all heard that martha stewart and gwyneth paltrow are beefing oh shit now Uh what martha stewart do hit her with a cake (laughs) in an ongoing feud put out some cloth in the ongoing feud between martha stewart and gwyneth paltrow it appears stewart is up with a not so subtle dig at paltrow's infamous conscious uncoupling comment the actress used the phrase in March 2014 to announce her separation from Chris Martin. Now, Stewart, 73, has turned to the phrase in the November issue of her magazine, Martha Stewart Living. In an article headline, Conscious Coupling, Stewart writes about the flavor pairings that work well in pies, but she could just as well be talking about something else. Here's, here's the story's introduction. Every Thanksgiving table should be blessed with the presence of a long married pair who bring out the best in each other, are completely enamored despite their differences, and leave every other guest thinking, I'll have what they're having. Our holiday pies honor such, so there's a pleasant mix of textures and flavors in every bite. No matter how you slice partnerships, each spotlighting the perfect marriage of crust and filling... (laughs) These six irresistible desserts, there is a whole lot to love. Ooh, can you say shade? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, apparently, they have like a whole timeline. Stewart's first salvo, uh, their beef started back in 2013 when Bloomberg TV asked a domestic, uh, I don't know, diva, let's say that, uh, what she thought of Paltrow's entry into the lifestyle arena with her Goop brand. Stewart's response was somewhat passive-aggressive. I haven't eaten at Gwyneth's house and I've never seen how she lives. But if she's, if she, but if she is authentic, all the better. I mean, I hope she, she is. Uh, I hope, I certainly hope she is. She really wants to be part of the lifestyle business. Gwyneth, for example, has a book on the bestseller list. She must be doing something right. She's a charming, pretty person who has a feeling for lifestyle. She wants to be a lifestyle arbiter. Fine, good. I think I started this whole category of lifestyle. Uh, yeah, she's like, I'm an old bitch. You ain't taking my spot. So then Stewart stoked the fire in an interview with Porter Magazine last month. She's the black mama. She's the black mamba of, of housekeeping. Yes. yes. She's like, I'm still, I'm still playing. It's still my, I'm still taking all the shots. <laughs> yeah. You just visited. I live here. <laughs> Paltrow just needs to be quiet. She's a movie star. If she were confident in her acting, she wouldn't be trying to be Martha Stewart. Mm. <laughs> referring to herself in the third person why is you trying to be me bitch Ooh, martha mm. did she roll did, did she roll her eyes too while she sat in the corner knitting paltrow respo- <laughs> responded the 42 year old actress had rem- remained mum until last week when she acknowledged at fortune magazine's most powerful women's summit that she was aware of stewart's criticism no one has ever said anything bad about me before so i'm shocked and devastated paltrow joked I'll try to recover. If I'm really honest, I'm so psyched that she sees us as competition. I really am. Paltrow hired Stewart's ex-CEO. <laughs> also last week, Paltrow announced the new CEO of her lifestyle brand, Lisa Gersh. The rub, Gersh previously worked as a president and CEO at Martha Stewart Living. 
she's the perfect person to build on the momentum we have already created at goop mm-hmm. paltrow raved in a statement to us weekly uh gush gushed in turn as a fan since it launched as it, since it launched i've admired the inimitable in what inimitable inimitable i don't know inimitable uh, there you go voice and style gwyneth has infused in the goop and the business she built mm-hmm. um also she was like mm-hmm, bitch don't be leaving no crumbs i will pick them up and use them against you yeah <laughs> um also gwyneth paltrow made a cake recipe that had like bars on the cake and called it the jailbird cake Oh, she got jokes. This is excellent. <laughs> yes, this is. <laughs> like they it's hate each frosting for frosting, ain't it? They really hate each other, man. Like um, they that... pulling out the silverware. Yeah, like that is so crazy what, what, to me. What? I had no idea about this beef just brewing in the white community. Uh, what she gonna have? Martha, um, Gwyneth Patrick gonna have a turkey and she gonna dress it up in a um a prison outfit. <laughs> all right i don't know man but uh yeah they they definitely are uh beefing pretty hard they got the jailbird cake um you know and so oh you know and i i kind of enjoy it myself i'll put a picture of the jailbird cake in the chat real quick for you guys to see it but it's basically a white cake with <laughs> vertical black stripes got jokes man what 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 dicks uh, but yeah, white, white people fighting is is marvelous. Yeah, especially these white people. You know, like they're supposed to be like the sophisticated, high crust society, and basically they acting like two fucking uh, basketball wives and shit. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Gwyneth and Martha were beefing. Um, speaking of beef in the white community, Ariana Grande and uh, fucking Bette Miller are dissing each other, or well, I had beef. You know uh, what this is all about? Mm-hmm. This is all about young people not respecting their elders. Oh, there you go. Coming into the game, not kissing the hand. You got kissed mm-hmm. the ring. Everybody knows that. Um, earlier this week, Bette Midler, Bette Midler called out young singers in an interview with The Telegraph. It's always surprising to me to see someone like Ariana Grande. Sorry, Chris Lambert. With that silly high voice and a very wholesome voice. Hey, 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 man. <laughs> Come on. You know, she's, she's, she's very blessed. She's a revelation. I can't, I want to see what she's going to do in her acting. <laughs> I want to throw a little Chris Lambert singing. I want to, I want to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> I like it. I liked it, man. Um, Wait, does he like her? I don't even yes, know. Yes, he does. Because I've only heard this name, but I don't know what she does. Does she, she look like a prepubescent white girl? Then yes, he likes her. Right. Well, what is she? Is she a singer? She's a singer, yeah, yeah. she's a singer now, but she was previously on, um, I want to say, uh, Nickelodeon, and one of her... Um, co-host she worked with i think a picture of her mm-hmm. a private picture of her got out and vanessa uh, hudgens right nickelodeon was like fuck that and they basically canceled the whole show yeah so then she had to start singing um it's the one that dated the center for the pistons and he was like being a total gentleman and she shit she like oh, shit man him. i don't know but i remember that story you remember that i i thought it was gonna be some scandal it was like he just seemed to like her it was being for for yeah. an NBA, a starting NBA center, this dude just seemed like a young gentleman looking for dates. And she really went on a podcast yeah, and dissed him. Yeah, it was like him. fucked up. Yeah, it was fucked oh. up. What a broad. 
all right so uh here's ariana grind here's here's a song from her if you want to hear what she sounds like White. yeah yeah she's white this is like the new thing this is what i learned from american idol mm-hmm. the new the new thieving of black of black culture is every white female singer no longer tries to sound like a white like why why can't you be, why is celine dion not okay that chick right. has incredible pipes everything's right. got to be like you grew up in the black church even though you didn't right not yeah. her not there in particular but it, you just it's all about imitating whatever black women sound well, like she sounds like a very uh high-pitched uh mariah carey to me and she actually talks like that on like the show and shit it's mm. really high pitchy like that well does chris do the hook on that song yeah, yeah uh well you know what donald glover does rap on it so maybe uh, uh Chris you're a big there. donald glover fan you're a big childish gambino yeah. fan right I, lo- I love me some donald glover mm-hmm. man that's my man um you know gotta do something about them shorts but other than Should that I pick up an album uh depends on how here's my thing here's my mm-hmm. thing I'm, i stopped being like a big fan of of rap in like the 90s just in terms of what i was listening to but i listened to a lot of it then but that was like kind of the heyday yeah um but uh i bought uh on chris's recommendation i bought a, a kendrick lamar album yeah and i remember listening to it and going i don't get it yeah like, i was just kind of like i don't get why this why he why I, and not that chris like told me you have to he just right. spoke very highly so i said oh, i'll get like you know I, oh let me try it and i just listened a couple times and i was just like i don't uh i don't get it yeah I don't, I'll- like i don't feel like i'm not feeling this isn't none of these songs are like hooking me in either with a beat or lyrically where i'm just like ah mm. i'm just kind of like okay yeah i would say no don't 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 get it i i'm a big proponent of people not getting the shit i'm into right because i don't want to <laughs> hear their complaints about it so <laughs> like i would much rather like especially you know i respect their opinion and whatnot but you know sometimes you can be kind of harsh when you don't like something and i don't want <laughs> i don't want to hear i don't want to hear that like uh, you don't want me to do to him what I did to Louis C.K. for people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I realized his material was so whack. Shit. Fuck right. you, J.L. And, 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 <laughs> and, and Donald Glover already gets enough heat from all kinds of other people. Like, I, it's enough being a fan of him as is. I don't need oh, people I right. respect not liking him. And then <laughs> um, the same thing, like, uh, one of my favorite comedians, period, is uh, Mike Lawrence. And, you know, we're right. like Facebook friends and stuff, yep. man. He's a really cool dude. He's been on the show before. Like, you know, so, so on the one hand, it's like, oh, this is fucking awesome, man. I can't believe this dude this is uh, so cool to, 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 to meet and know this dude. Um, but on the other hand, that motherfucker hates everything I love. So yes, he does. every other tweet is like, man, fuck the flash, uh, fuck, fuck arrow. <laughs> yeah. Fuck arrow, man. Fuck Superman movie. Fuck all the comic book movies. Yeah. It's driving me insane, man. I'm like, come on, dude. Can't you like something that I fucking like? So yeah, no, I don't recommend shit cause I don't want y'all hating it. And then I have to fucking hear about it anyway. Uh, <laughs> Bet Midler. We still love you though, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, this is so I can maintain my love. It's like, y'all don't hate the shit I like. Let's just keep it from fighting. Um, like I, like I post articles and shit on my page and sometimes Mike would come in. Anytime it was a Superman of Steel article, he'd just start shitting on it. And I was like, Mike, I get it. 
you have to stop you have to stop this it's getting crazy you know how i feel and i know how you feel it'll never change please don't do this anymore <laughs> yeah they're they're all saying that everybody hey, mike lawrence hates everything in the chat and i'm like yeah i'm getting too much of a rep see i get too much of a rep for being a hater no nah, you I don't like lots of stuff you don't hate you don't hate it you don't hate a lot of stuff no what you do is you go oh you guys think this is an a b minus c plus <laughs> maybe and then then you like tell all the negative things are about it and then i think that's where people end up being like yo he hates everything but you don't even though you're giving it you know like say a b mm-hmm. but you're just saying that it's not an a and then people get upset you know i'm i'm kind of you know the opposite i love just about anything so when I do hate something, it's normally like powerful and I won't have my mind changed. Right. You know what? And, and I like more shit than Roger. Roger jokes about how I like everything and I yeah. literally like everything. So for me to say something is bullshit, it is sincere yeah. from the heart. Yeah. Very rarely will Karen not like something, but yeah, I try to keep stay positive. But, uh, anyway, um, so Bette Midler talking about young singers says always there's, there's probably a young enough to be her grandbaby. It's always surprise. It always surprises me. Wait, it's always surprising to see someone like Ariana Grande uh, with that silly high voice, a very wholesome voice, slithering around on the couch, looking so ridiculous. She said, "I mean, it's silly beyond belief, and I don't know who's telling her to do it." Um, and I gotta, I gotta say, man, I kind of agree with Bette Midler. Yeah, <laughs> like. She's not sexy. No offense no. to Ariana Grande, but no, she's she, a fucking kid, right? Man. You know what? And, and I'm not saying that on some like, cause I'm such an old man. No. All these kids is kids to me. No. I just, she, she in particular, even if I was her age, I'd be looking at her like, Jesus, shouldn't you be studying her? Like, right. Don't you, don't you have like cheerleader practice right, or something? It's, it's almost like, it might sound cruel, but it's almost like her body's underdeveloped. Cause it's like, you, yeah. you don't look, your body, it doesn't say a woman. Yeah. The same thing for Selena Gomez. You know, like some mm-hmm. people just look like kids longer than other people. And they, right. and they tried to launch their careers into like a sexual angle in a place where they still aren't like looking like adults. So except for Miley Cyrus, because to me, she looks like she has sexiness. It's just attached to a terrible body and a not hot chick. (laughs) (laughs) She want to be another person. She looks like she can't wait to, to fuck and and suck. Right. But I just don't want any part. Yeah, please. I don't want to see this. Don't do that. Don't even don't talk about it, please. I just, to have a, to have a flat yet saggy ass is just one of the, it's like a marvel of physics. Like yeah. there's nothing there and yet nothing is sagging. You know what's crazy though is she's another one that she had to launch the sexy part of her career mm-hmm. way before anybody was ready for that shit, before she was even ready. I and and it still feels like a forced act. She's like dancing on top of penises and shit. You're just like, <laughs> really, really, motherfucker? Like, really? Like, if you have to pull the penis out and dance on it to make me go, oh, yeah, she's trying to be sexy, <laughs> then it's too late. Like, you, you don't get to, it's too early. You have to wait until you, like, exude sexiness, you know? Right. She's just going to have, like, vanilla milkshakes, like, dumped on her on right. stage and yeah. go, get it? Get yeah. it? She's like, she's going to bring two dudes out and, like, do that thing in porn where you <laughs> jack them both off at the same time. Like, look, guys, I'm doing it. Money shots. Yeah, I'm so sexy. 
That reminds me of the Dave Attell joke. He goes on stage. He goes, it's tough being a woman. You've got to balance career with family. And he's just doing this. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's such a simple joke, but it makes me laugh my ass off. Uh, yeah, we saw him in person here, man. He was so good. Oh, you did? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We oh, saw cool. him a few, uh, maybe last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this lady was so mad at him. She, yeah, she, was. she sat at our table. She was on like a blind date or something. She right. sat at our table and didn't laugh once. Wasn't that the we supposed to eat? go with your brother now? Yeah, my brother couldn't sit at our table. And she was so rude. And then <laughs> we, um, like she, like we, so we went outside and me and Karen and I had an umbrella and we got valet parking or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, cause we got there late and couldn't find parking. So, um, they were bringing our car out and this broad who didn't speak to us the entire right. fucking show right. while sitting at our table comes over wedges herself in our into our umbrella and then she's like he just wasn't funny right am i right i mean you you guys didn't think he was funny did you that did i didn't even laugh once we were like he was extremely funny please back away from us we don't know you right oh anyway he's like maybe god i'm nice because if not i'd move this umbrella let you get wet bitch he was so good anyway um so in response grande took to twitter Bet was always a feminist who stood for women being able to do whatever the F they wanted without judgment. Not sure where that bet went, but I want my sexy mermaid back. Always a fan, no matter what, my love. And then she posted a picture of, um, Bet Midler in this sexy costume with like the cleave out and, uh, it's like kind of see through. I'll put the picture in the right. chat. And her point is like, word, you gonna call me out? Um, so uh she said, I, and I will still quote First Wife Wives Club every single day of my life, laughing my ass off. And Bette Midler responded on Twitter about my screed on at Ariana Grande. All I can say is spoken like a reformed old whore. She does have a beautiful voice on a couch or off. So they made up. Uh, I don't like that Bette Midler backed off. Yeah, you want her to be like, you shut your little ass up. I want to be like, bitch, I was an adult, and it <laughs> looks like that's from a movie. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Get off the couch, whore. That's what she, <laughs> she would have responded like that. Yeah, she's, Twitter would have broken. It would have melted. Yeah, come back when you get some real titties, bitch. <laughs> uh, the New York Police Department training boss says the cops are going to stop saying fucking beating people up. So <laughs> there you go, man. Congratulations, JL. Should per maybe it's oh, yeah. uh maybe you don't have to move to Cleveland for a few more months. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> How's that a fucking announcement? <laughs> hey man, <laughs> we're gonna stop beating the fuck out of you guys. And uh <laughs> what's great is the st- the 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 rapid reduc the huge reduction in stop and frisk that had actually started to take place under Bloomberg. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is like at an all it's super low now, and the crime rate is also at its lowest in New York. Yeah, I, I love why. it. Although you know they won't accept that data. Um, no, no, but that's it's out there. Like it's been, a, and it's like it's one of those things where you go, okay, so I guess, you know, the ninety percent of useless stops among the you know hundreds of thousands really were nothing. Correct. Oh, oh don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying it's not good data. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, no, I know. Them motherfuckers always got some reason that shit don't count. It's always a reason. It doesn't matter. It's like, uh, well, Giuliani, you know, the shit actually went down. Um, now that we don't do that. Well, you know, that's also because of the such and such. You're like, oh, it can't just be that black people aren't criminals. Oh, okay. 
Um, I'm so the argument I'm so tired of, and Giuliani made it was the whole we're in the black community because there's so much violence in the black community. Like, right. And all, and they always, they never bring up black on black crime as an issue unless you're angry at a white cop right. for right. killing a black kid. Then they go, well, what about the black people killing right. the black people? Well, you're going to talk about black on black crime as a fucking, like, as a defense. It's right. a defense for the white guy who, it's never like on its own an issue. It's always just used as a defense. Like, well, you don't exactly. care about that. So obviously you're vet. And I always say to people, I'm like, First of all, it's state action. It's what it's what the state is doing to black people. Right. And it's it's the idea that this has been happening repeatedly. And I don't know. It's just it's. Yeah. Whatever. Sorry. No, no problem. No problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. you good, uh, sweetie. Let's get into our segments for the show, guys. We got some segments to, before we can wrap up. OK. Of course, our newest segment, the Cosby show. <laughs> to get into the cosby show uh karen pick a number between one and shit 20 fuck god damn you know what we gonna go no i'm picking number one today number one another jane doe reveals herself from the bill cosby lawsuit shit the civil lawsuit where uh you know there were 13 women back in the past uh now some of them are coming forward uh another one uh came forward this one um donna motzinger she's come forward as one of the 12 jane does from uh former temple uh university athletic directors andrea constant's 2005 civil suit of bill cosby she told the new york post the comedian drugged and raped her in sausalito california in 1971 when she worked as a waitress at a jazz club I feel guilty not telling my story. My singer, now 73, said, I'm a coward over here. Those women are brave. It's the least I can do. I want to tell people so the victims can't be bullied, so they can't be discredited. My singer claims to have been Jane Doe number eight in the constant case. Another of those 12 alleged Jane Doe's, Christina Ruley, detailed her abuse by Kazi to Philadelphia Magazine last week. Uh, Constant's case was settled out of court in 2006. None of the Jane Doe's testified. Uh, there you go. Uh, JL, give me a number yes, one sir. through 20. Um, four. Number four. Oh, Bill Cosby had a uh, bi- uh, biography that came out at one point. And mm-hmm. um, the, apparently the, uh, the author of the book, which was a bestseller, uh, he's now apologizing for not pursuing allegations that the comedian had drugged and sexually assaulted numerous women. Seems like a pretty, pretty big omission for the Cosby, his life and times out of a biographer. Yeah. He probably would never prove you letting it out. Yeah. Well, you know, it's part of his life. Uh, it was published in September 
tweeted he tweeted monday that he was wrong not to aggressively look into the charges and promised to address them at the appropriate time when is my new best-selling book right cosby his life times his life and crimes the rape years (laughs) the new spinoff right a different rape (laughs) uh a different girl uh is is if true is true the stories are shocking and horrible wrote whitaker whose account was confirmed by his publisher simon and schuster reports about kazi have been public knowledge for years but resurfaced last month after a video of comedian hannibal birds calling kazi a rapist went viral what okay i'm not saying he didn't call the dude a rapist but it was also a joke now not to make not that the joke wasn't based in true but it really is becoming Hannibal Burris walked onto a stage and said, Bill Cosby is a rapist. <laughs> Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Bill Cosby is a serial rapist. Good night. Yes. <laughs> Think about that, Philadelphia, and then just walked off the stage. Yeah, kick this mic over. <laughs> this is so crazy. Um, uh, yeah, he didn't even know they were recording. All right, anyway. With several additional women accusing Kazi of assaulting them, projects on NBC and Netflix have been canceled and TV land decided not to air reruns of the Kazi show. Kazi has issued a statement denying the accusations. And Whitaker's book has been widely criticized for idealizing Cosby until recently one of the country's most beloved entertainers, although some critics praised it upon release. Amazon.com included Cosby among its best books of September and top 100 biographies and memoirs of 2014. The book includes blurbs from David Letterman, Jerry Seinfeld, and Mary Tyler Moore. Uh, if I was a, if I was America's sweetheart turning the world on with a smile, then Bill Cosby was and still is our best man, Mary Tyler Moore wrote. A revealing honest look at my favorite comedian reads a blurb from Billy Crystal. Um, now they make it sound like all these people are co-signing rape. <laughs> it's like they didn't, they were they just like this stand up. Come on, man. Right. We all liked the Cosby show until a week ago. <laughs> hey. Oh, I, I still like it. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, now everybody's I mean, personally I own I bought the DVDs. I feel like it's gonna be a hot seller. <laughs> and I, you gotta get in on the ground floor of these investments. Now it's never gonna be a better sale. <laughs> That's what I'm getting everyone for Christmas. Um <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine look on people's faces. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> Mom, Dad, I know how much we all enjoyed the Cosby show. <laughs> don't need don't need tell them. Just let them open that shit up. How <laughs> to give everybody Cosby sweaters. No, I kinda wanna do it. Me too. <laughs> you find a good set, that's what we're gonna be giving to everybody. I feel like Amazon's gonna be giving them away for free. Um, oh yeah. Alright, and then of course our other game. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. Uh, Ferguson and they got a hundred. We did all that shit earlier. Oh yeah, everybody <laughs> so, got a hundred. No need to do that segment. Y'all mm-hmm. got the day off. Happy Thanksgiving. Our other game. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race. That's right, it's guess the race time. 
That's right, it's time for Guess the Race, the number one game show going across all the podcast land where we read or play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestants today, J.L. Covan from the Righteous Prick Podcast, to guess the race, and the chat room plays along, and they're racist. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to this one first. Oh, Florida, son of a bitch. An Orlando man was arrested Sunday afternoon in Gainesville after another man claimed the man tried to rape him and steal the money he had just withdrawn from a credit union. Well, damn. First of all, order is important. I feel like that didn't happen in that order. (laughs) That must have happened the other way. If he tried to rape him, right? If it wasn't successful. Because you don't go, I'm going to rape you. And he's like, no. Well, then give me your money. Okay. You know, it had to go the other way. Give me your money. Okay. And now I want to rape you. What the fuck, man? Get out of here. A, a, a man. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. A man told Gainesville Police Department officers he had just withdrawn money from a walk-up ATM at 425 p.m. Prime raping hours, as Bill Cosby would say. <laughs> <laughs> That's when a man in a Coogee sweater approached with a glass of tea. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and said, why don't you take a drink? Flip, floor, flip. Right. <laughs> you will drink this tea. <laughs> and you or really I will like beat it. you. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, uh, he walked near a Honda Civic occupied by a man identified as 50 year old. I'm not making this up. Fook. That's P H U K X dot q k i e u fook x u fook x u that's the way it sounds the man told police q jumped out pulled him into the driver's seat of the honda straddled him and tried to pull off his clothes the man wrestled himself out of the Honda and Q tried to pull off his backpack as he ran away, the report states. He eventually broke free of Q's grasp and ran to a nearby shopping center and yelling, yelling, rapist. Man, that, you know what, man? Props to him, man. Cause I, I feel like as, as progressive as I try to be, uh, my manhood wouldn't let me rob, yell rapist. I'll probably be yelling robber. <laughs> He was, like, he was trying to rob something. Your yeah. booty hole. You'd be screaming, crime! Anything <laughs> but rape! <laughs> crime! A manly, manly crime! <laughs> A manly crime. <laughs> Assault! <laughs> Heteronormative crime! I would like some help, please. <laughs> Why are you clutching your shirt like this? <laughs> At some point, the man had withdrawn uh and went missing the report states police officers determined that q had been watching pornography in the driver's seat of the honda with a portable dvd player before he was accused of attacking the victim i wonder if it was gay porn or straight kind of want to know now q whose name was verified by gpd officers was booked into alachua county jail on charges of sexual assault kidnapping and robbery without a weapon uh guess the race of fook q I mean, it's it's got to be got to be Asian. All right, let's check the chat room see what they believe. I like you and I want you. Balcony by Boom. Oh, that's a variation of Porch Monkey. Uh, Japanese porn star complete with pixelated dick. 
one who wants uh, to show off his chopstick asian oh my had to self-fluff himself like fried rice asian Serving dog on the weekends, Asian. Jesus. <laughs> uh, the, the correct answer is he was Asian. Oh, wait, hold on. We got two more guests. Jackie Rape and one who was a lady boy. Why was all these guesses so late? One, this delay sometimes. One who was a lady boy in that old country, Asian. Squinty eyed, rice belly dog eater. His name says everything he needs, Asian. For ra ra ra, ra ra ra, ra. A form of. Uh, from a Christmas story. Oh, fa ra 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 ra. Okay. Uh, one of them billionaire billionaires, billionaires in Asia, and Jackie Cosby. All right, the correct answer is Asia. <laughs> and everybody got it. Uh, I'll put the picture in the chat of uh, the guy. Uh, he looks like a dude that, uh, was definitely about taking it, you know, does not look very pleased with the way things turned out. No, he does not. Um, Uh, like he would be kind of angry too, if you got away. Uh, here's one. Um, a Pinellas park man shoots himself during an argument with his wife. Oh (laughs) yeah. I know. I, I, I've been there, man. You know how it is. Sometimes they will not shut the fuck up. Am I right, buddy? Well, uh, that's the only <laughs> way you got to escape. You you better, you better leave her. Right. You're like, fuck it. I have no other way of escaping this shit, bitch. Uh, <laughs> he fatally shot himself in the face during an argument with his wife. A 17-year-old called 911 just after 6 a.m. to report the shooting. Damn, Damn, they was fighting early in the morning. They woke up fighting. Yeah, they did. That's why you have press conferences at 9 p.m. Because right. things like this could happen if you have them early in the morning. And right. then you have to deal with the fallout the rest of the day. Correct. Uh, he, she told dispatchers the man accidentally shot himself. Uh, at, uh, Sergeant Ginsberger said Dennis Emery, 57, was arguing with his wife and threatened to shoot one of their dogs. He got out a gun, pulled the hammer back on the revolver, and pointed it at the dog. At some point, Emery started to release the hammer back to a safe position. He pointed the gun in his face while he was lowering the hammer and fire, the firearm discharged, striking him in the face. This fucking idiot. He accidentally killed himself trying to threaten a dog. Wow. Uh, that's that, just, that that's just natural should, selection. Yeah, that dog just said, I won, bitch. Right. The dog did a victory Ooh, dance. Wow. Right. <laughs> And walked away. <laughs> uh, and you know it's a dog, so it probably licked his blood up. The Gins- dog called Skylar White and said, I won. Yeah. <laughs> a, man, a man gets shot answering the door, and you think of me? Oof. <laughs> I'm the one who barks. <laughs> uh, Geisenberger says Emery never threatened anyone else with a revolver. No charges are expected. Um, so yeah, guess the race of Mr. Dennis Emery, suicide by, uh, accident. Um, white with mullet. All right. Say the chat room. Barney Fife White, people purchasing disease distributor. Oh. It was no accident. He subconsciously would rather kill himself than man's best friend, White. 
<laughs> white people do love dogs mm-hmm. i believe that is what they call white power white i woke up like this i woke up like this i'm faceless goddamn 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 white oh my cuckold who was looking for a way out white <laughs> black baby exterminator white and died with his nra car in his pocket <laughs> white. Not, not in the back pocket <laughs> Was eliminated too. People are too creative, man. The correct answer is white. Oh my! Yeah, he's white, but look at that hair. I about to look at that hairline. There there might be something in that in his past. There might be some color in his past. (laughs) Well, it's no none in his future. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Apparently not. Know that much. Uh, Let's do another one here. Let's see. All right. Here's one about a dad who took the law into his own hands after his daughter uh, was allegedly pimped. He went after the pimp with a baseball bat. Sometimes you got to take the justice into your own hands, man. Can you blame him? No. Memphis, Tennessee. A 12-year-old girl was saved from prostitution by her own father. The man accused of pimping her out is behind bars on a rape of a child and trafficking charges. According to police, the young girl was forced into prostitution when her dad figured out what she was. He went after her alleged pimp with a baseball bat. He's now locked up on $200,000 bond accused of holding the 12 year old girl against her will. Uh, Brian Jones is the pimp. It's uh, shocking though. When I heard he did that said Curtis Nelson jr who lives next door. He was a person always trying to demand women around and stuff, but I didn't think he was the type of person, but I guess you can't trust nobody out here. <laughs> Wait, he was always demanding women around, but I didn't think he was no pimp. <laughs> right? How we get pimp out of that? I, I, I tell women what to do all the damn time, and I ain't no pimp. <laughs> I thought he was just a man who liked to call women bitches and make them give them money. Right. Like in uh, the other guys with Will Ferrell, right? Yeah, he didn't know. I, he was no, a pimp. I wasn't a pimp. I just escorted them around, right? And they gave me a small percentage for helping them out. I love that movie, by the way. Very, it's so <laughs> underrated, man. Yes, it is. It's got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, in it. man. Gator the pimp was such a good fucking. <laughs> I didn't see that scene coming. That was neither. what was so great about it is that it, all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, is he a pimp? <laughs> yeah. Like when they flashback and his he was totally dressed different. I I was like, oh my God. And then he's got the grill in yeah. and he's scratching his head with the gun at the end. Right. <laughs> oh, that movie is greatness. It really is, man. Marky Mark, man, he did such a good job as a straight man in there. Like, oh, that's yeah. one of his best roles to me. Yeah, man. Like, he might have kind of missed his calling. He should probably done more comedies when you think yeah. about it. Probably just like less action shit, more comedies. He's much better as a com- as yeah, a, even Buggy Nights is not a comedy, but there's a lot of unintentional fun. Like, there's a lot of, yeah. you know, organically funny stuff in that movie because mm-hmm. of who the people are. And he has great comedic timing, man. Like, I don't know why that dude, uh, I mean, I guess the money. What, what the fuck am I saying? Um, <laughs> I was like, I don't know why he keeps doing Transformers and shit. Yeah, because he's and a, maybe in small doses. Maybe if he did more comedy, we'd get, we'd be yeah. less impressed. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Um, yeah, I still don't like Ted, so maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> we'll get ready for Ted, too. Oh, Jesus. Someone had to stop Seth MacFarlane, man. 
I, I know I said this on on Twitter though, but I am uh, I have turned around on that movie, the interview, man. <laughs> Nah, nah, the, the reason you had me laughing and you know I did not want to laugh. Dude, the reason <laughs> the reason I'm shaking my head is cause you literally tweeted that shit at the exact time I saw the trailer and laughed. <laughs> like I don't know what you were watching, maybe we were watching the same thing or something, but you were just like, uh hey man, I just turned around on this interview shit and I was like, fuck, he saw it too? Like, cause I was, I'm sorry. Like the first, the idea of it and the first, I was like, Oh, stop. You stop yeah. trying to be the dudes from South Park mm-hmm. is what I was thinking. Then I saw the full length. Yeah. And I'm sorry when James Franco's like, haters gonna hate and, and haters gonna, gonna hate. hate. I just, <laughs> ah, I, I was like, I, I was pissed cause I was like, shit, this might be. This might be really funny. It was it was the um celebrity montage of interviews that did it for me. Right. Like I cuz that wasn't in the first trailer. Right. But when oh, they no, sh- this is a much fuller trailer. Yeah, when they showed them douching it up and they totally were in on the joke, I was like, "Oh, okay. All right, my bad, fellas." Uh so I'll, I'll be seeing that. Um so uh yeah, Jones um let's see oh wait okay it's so according to the police affidavit the girl's father struggled with jones because he wouldn't let her go jones eventually called police claiming someone was trying to lock him in a van before police got to the scene they were flagged down by the 12 year old girl's father the little girl's dad told police jones forced her to have sex against her will with several men inside his apartment the affidavit of complaint says jones told police he did allow someone to bring the 12 year old to his apartment he also said he was aware she was involved in sexual activity in one of his bedrooms <laughs> that's such a like you you know you're a criminal when you admit that kind of shit but huh. you won't let them put it all together. That's such a cr- dumb criminal thing. It was like, nah, nah, I knew she was a 12 year old girl in my house and I knew people was having sex somewhere on the property, but that don't make me a pimp. Like you're going straight to jail, right? Yeah. Do not pass go. Yeah. The, don't worry. The, the lawyers and the ju- jury will put that part together for right. you. Right. And it's going to cost I think, you. I think your accent may have tipped, tipped uh, the game a little bit. Oh no, that's my accent for everybody. Um, okay. Even though Jones was booked in the jail, the men who police say had sex with the girl are not yet under arrest. Uh, yeah, they need to catch him, Nelson said. Give all of them 50 plus life without the possibility of parole. Jones is scheduled to appear in court on December 1st. Uh, guess the race of the pimp, Brian Jones. Black. All right, JL is going black. Let's check the chat room. You said Memphis, right? Mm-hmm. Memphis, Tennessee. You know how they do. Uh, my name is Joe Clark, but you could call me Batman Black. Oh. Terrence Howard and Hustle and Flow and in every other movie role. <laughs> Papa Moon Cricket not wanting to see his child support go to waste. Well, I don't know the race of the father. I only know the race of the pimp, guys. Um, let's see. I love the other guys. Wait, how did I get all the way back up here? Oh, okay. <laughs> here we go. Uh, I love ba- the other guys. That could be white. Right. They could be guessing white. Gated or right. Gated or film. Uh, Barry Bonds, Black, the mama's boyfriend from Daddy's Girls. Uh, and I can't see what Elliot's. Oh, resume chat. There we go. Um, so the mama said, uh, we're, oh, we're way up here. Uh, Moonbat, Willie G. Oh, Willie. Willie G. Willie G. Pimp Moon, Cricket Supreme, Thunder Coon, Blacker Than Night. We'll accept payment in food stamps black. Black Aww. equal pimp. White equal human trafficker. 
bishop do magic stick one uh the correct answer is black And uh, let me put his picture in the chat before we go to the bonus round here. Um, but uh, this is the pimp. I like the neighbor. I, he was mean to several women, but I don't get why uh, anyone would think he was a pimp. I mean. <laughs> I seen him smacking the bitches around, but why, why, why are we thinking he a pimp? I mean, it's getting to the point in America where you can't even slap a bitch no more without people thinking you some kind of a you taking advantage of him. I mean, I know he wore the pimp hats with the fellows, but I had no idea he was a pimp. I mean, damn. Just because you got fish in your shoes, people think you some ah. kind of illegal operation. All right. Uh, here's a bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, it's double the points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race. So far, JL Covan is three for three. Can he finish on a strong note? No. Get, no? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He's <laughs> self-defeated. An Iowa woman who was locked out of her apartment was soon, was soon locked up in jail after officers who helped her regain entry found pot plants and bongs in plain view. Iowa City Police say Jalen Turner is charged with possession of a controlled substance, possession of drug paraphernalia, failure to affix food stamp, uh, wait, failure to affix drug tax stamp, and disorderly house. Disorderly house? That's a crime? Shit, we need to clean up, Karen. I clear, because we disorderly did. I didn't put those clothes up earlier. To her credit, it wasn't 19-year-old Turner who called the police. They say she arrived to her home just after midnight following a call about a woman banging on a window. That call, uh, that woman, police say, turned out to be Turner. She was on the balcony yelling and kicking a window when they showed up. The Iowa City Press Citizen reports she was, uh, she told them she lost her keys. At some point, police claimed Turner tossed a plastic deck table off the balcony in their direction. Nonetheless, after an unsuccessful late night call to the building's management, police had a fire crew break into her apartment. There, out in the open, were two bongs, police say. Turner then gave police consent to search her home. They found potted plants under grow lights, they say. Jail records show she was in custody on Monday. It is unclear whether she has an attorney. Officials say they found a scale and marijuana grinders. Guess the race of Jalen Turner. White. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they believe a race to be. Uh, give them a second. I bet you she wish she was in one of those uh states where you could do that now. Uh, I don't even. I think it's still illegal to like grow it yourself and not like it's still regulations. Oh. Just because it's legal doesn't mean it's not regulated, Karen. Get your ass tossed up talking about. Oh, some, you can go buy it from other people, but you can't grow well, it. Just, some places you can grow it, but you just need to know the rules, not. Okay. Like you can grow a certain amount. It's, okay. It's all in the state. It's stipulations. Okay. Yeah. The more money, the more it gets legal. The more money that gets, what's going to happen is big businesses will get into it. Mm. They will pay Congress or state legislatures to pass laws that favor them, and then you'll be seeing shit like how people get arrested all the time, including that dude in Staten Island for selling untaxed cigarettes. Yeah. It'll be like that. It won't be big crime. It won't be big jail time. But they'll still be getting their 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 
their fines and their penalties for, for trying to, you know, once, once weed becomes big enough for big business to become big billionaires off mm-hmm. of it, they will then pay the law, the lawmakers to make it even better for them. Yeah. You know I can't it, wait till they, oh, go ahead, Karen. I must say, it wouldn't surprise me if this is something that they wanted to do years ago, but because they didn't want to deal with the, uh, the law part, they kind of left it alone because you fucking sell cigarettes. So what made me think that you above weed? Yeah, I just right. can't wait till uh the hippies have a conflict of interest between GMOs and GMO weed. Because ah. that's gonna be that's gonna be good. It's like, oh no, this bud got is GMOs, but it's so cheap. <laughs> um this is for my glaucoma white, pop mom white. Oh my high singing, looking too young for her age, washed up Disney star peck peck white girl. One whose weed plants were hiding in her meth lab. White cops were mighty helpful. White, if she were a pop star, Bette Midler would take issue with her. Oh. Yelling out, P.O.P., hold me down, on her way to jail. I guess that's black. Blacker than the water that falls from Sway's hair every fortnight when he washes his hair under the, from under the head wrap. Oh. Burnt fingertips, white. I knew I couldn't do that, but I did it anyways, white. Black girls prefer white owls to bongs, white. This is... Uh, let's see. Hold on. Favorite porn category is big black cock white. The correct answer is first of all, it's BBC. No one spells it out. Uh, the correct answer is she was black. Hey. All right, that's enough. Soak it up. The crowd kind of rough on you. Yeah, sweetie. the correct answer was black, so some people got it. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, the crowd can be a little harsh. Her, she She's looks almost as sleepy looking as Jax Teller's son. <laughs> oh, now nah, you're not gonna talk bad about Abel on my show now, man. That's he's either the best child actor of all time or the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. Yeah, there's no in between. He is either committed to that part or he's just, they're just waking him up out of bed and going, talk. Dude, I need, like, I'm now so curious. I need to see him play another role so I can see if he can't help it or if he's just like, oh no, for this character, I figured that, you know, his father, uh, he's the son of a drug addict. Uh, his father is in the gang and like, I would love to see that kid's like process and shit. That would be so awesome. Uh, if he like really thought it out and shit. All right, last story, man. JL, let's see if you can redeem yourself. Cause, uh, I want to. You went uh, three for three, then you, you missed one. Um, so here's one. A man is charged with putting a camera in his uh, ex-wife's shower, uh, but he says he was filming chickens. In your shower? What are you doing? Washing them? When a woman confronted her 41-year-old live-in ex-boyfriend in early August about a camera hidden in a hole in her shower, he told her that he had installed it the day before. Terrell, T-E-R-R-I-L-L, T-E-R-R-I-L-L, Terrell Frank Stoltz sent her a text stating that he had installed the camera the previous day to watch chickens he was cleaning in the bathtub and forgot to remove it. Stoltz appeared Monday in Yellowstone County Justice Court on account of surreptitious visual observation or recordation in a residence recordation is a word hmm, didn't know that a, a misdemeanor sounds like one of the words they make up on squid billies 
Uh, Mr. Yeah, Mina, that's, like that, that's like the conversate of recording. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, really? You can say recordation? That's like what a person that's been to prison says when they read a thesaurus and get out. <laughs> this is like a that, a like that Damon Wayans character from yeah. Living Color. Yes, the recordation <laughs> of the speechification. Now see is my delicious. Br- now see my brother, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says that that's an illegal recordation. I'm like, oh, okay. So now you Muslim and you know words. Um, a misdemeanor, a mr that carries a maximum sentence of six months in jail and a five hundred dollar fine. Oh yeah, shout out to all the people that will be going to Thanksgiving tomorrow with their uncle that got out of prison that is using the big words now. And he's Muslim and he won't eat any pork in front of y'all. Right. Mm. He gonna eat that ham when y'all when y'all go watch the game though. Mm-hmm. He gonna sneak it now. He gonna make himself a ham sandwich. Anyway, uh, he also faces a misdemeanor criminal mischief charge alleging he damaged the inside of a hot water clo- heater closet while cutting a hole into his ex-girlfriend's shower. Wow, so she would have caught him anyway. Because he fucked up the water heater. I mean, that's going to be damaging. Fucking up walls? Like, nobody going to see a big-ass hole in their wall? A judge granted the woman an order of protection after the incident. Stoltz also faces four charges, including two felonies, alleging he violated that court order by contacting his ex-girlfriend. On Monday, Justice of the Peace David A. Carter sent Stoltz bond at $10,000 to schedule him for arraignment at Yellowstone County District Court on December the 5th. Deputies with the Yellowstone County Sheriff's official, I mean office, uh, started investigating the case on August 5th, records say, when the victim reported that Stoltz had been recording her while she was in the shower. She said she had allowed Stoltz to live with her even though they had broken up about six months earlier. The woman told investigators she had thrown, been out of town, visiting family from July 20th to the 27th, where she refer- returned, she noticed a small hole under the soap tray in her shower. Hmm. Now, see, that's where he fucked up. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to put the hole in the soap tray? She got to put the soap there. She going to notice it. Yes, she is. Stupid. You look down and see a hole in your soap tray. You and me be like, what the fuck is that? Right. On August 5th, as she was showering, he, she spotted the camera in the hole. She covered the lens when she got out of the shower. She saw Stokes walking away with camera equipment. How <laughs> <laughs> goddamn big did he make this hole? What kind of Wally Coyote motherfucker is this? He got caught right away. Right, he ordered that from Acme. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just moving this camera equipment randomly. Uh, deputy investigated the hole and found that it connected to a closet for a hot water heater behind the shower. The woman filed for order of protection and was granted the or, granted it on August 21st. Stokes violated the order repeatedly by texting and calling his ex-girlfriend, entering her home, and taking a dog that was on her property charging document state guess the race of mr terrell frank stoltz um he is F, he's got to be even though terrell so although you said it's spelled a little funky t-e-r-r-i-l-l you see i would say the name sounds like he could be a wide receiver in the nfl <laughs> just by hearing it right but I'm going, you said, where is this located? I think you said, did you say Yosemite or some shit like that? It's Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Uh, I'm going white. All right. JL with the controversial. Playing the odds and saying white, despite the wide receiver name. Says the name is black, but the crime is white. Let's check the chat room. One with John Deere equipment and clothing. <laughs> lots of clothing. Oh. White man who is not used to trickeration when recordifying in the showery. 
by chickens he means white meat pink toe oh you you your mama called you mama called you roy jones because you babe chickens uh so is that black i don't know what race that is chuck spears black peeping tyrone black instead of peeping tom that's great <laughs> peeping tyrone peeping tyrone uh white one one who was who has computer programmer for the kkk on his linkedin profile <laughs> white monster white monster uh i think white monster would have made me laugh by itself uh woody allen the pre-marriage years white oh. wiley white coyote you should have just said whitey coyote e-ware white uh stoltz or stokes stoltz s-t-o-l-t-z uh brother of darren wilson white black name does a crime and has no regret for what he did uh let's see uh chicken george black quoting quali all right the correct answer is jl coven you got it right he's a white man And of course, some of you guys missed it. A lot of you went black. That's right. Uh, you guys got it wrong. All right, last segment of the show. Sword Ratchetness. It takes a while for them to get the fight over with. <laughs> they fighting to the death. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Oh, damn. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, let's see. What do you want to hear about a man stabbing his brother, or a man a man stabbing his mama to death? Oh, mama. All right. <laughs> let's go to this one. Uh, this one happened in the like UK or no Australia, I believe. A mother pleaded with a son as he stabbed her with a samurai sword, Supreme Court hears. Oh. A man accused of killing his mother with a samurai sword said she pleaded with him to stop. Horace Lorenzo Jones, 21, that's the race, <laughs> black, has pleaded not guilty in Supreme Court to killing Roxanne Gilbert at her their Gladstone home, June 2012. Gilbert's body was dumped in her own car and found the next day in Bushland. Oh. She had been stabbed more than 30 times with a blunt samurai sword and a knife. Jones allegedly said the sword's blade broke, so he plunged a snake knife into her throat to stop her breathing. Oh. He he told police he also pierced her heart, and he felt it deflate. During his opening address to the Rockhampton jury, prosecutor Todd Fuller said Jones initially denied knowledge of his brother's death, but later admitted to police that he had killed her. A three-hour recording of an interview between Jones and police was played to the Rockingham jury, Rockhampton jury today. During the attack, Jones said his mother asked him, why are you doing this? I'm your mom. He said he replied, I'm not your son. Jones told police he had a cozy but dark relationship with his mom. Uh, he, what kind of relationship? It was cozy, but a little dark. But also dark. Very dark. <laughs> right. Oh. Uh, they cuddle and then tell each other how we wanted to kill each other. Think about the movie Nebraska. <laughs> um, he said that he was uh, a year seven at school. 
his mother kicked him out of home after he expressed disgust that she was having sex with men for money gilbert said gilbert and her son were both born in guyana and the pair migrated to australia soon after horace's birth she has two other children a five-year-old boy and a 16-year-old girl the trial was continuing um but yeah he killed his own mom with the sword and then confessed it to everybody happy thanksgiving and uh, here's a picture of his mom uh no yeah, if anybody show up to any of y'all family functions with swords y'all leave immediately yeah <laughs> i mean i'd pay to hit it you know probably put like i don't know 45 50 dollars on it so um you know <laughs> maybe that's uh maybe that's what his problem was she wasn't getting high enough numbers i don't know gotta make your kids proud uh make sure you guys check out jl coven his new do. sketch all the commissioner's men mm-hmm uh i feel like i have to go watch all the president's men now so i can get all the jokes because i know i miss some uh but i appreciate uh you know the attention to detail mm-hmm. um and looking forward to uh your next sketches as well Me too. Um, thank you jail uh what's your next date i know you say you have one coming up in december right yeah um that's the mohegan sun casino december 5th and 6th in uh wilkes bear pennsylvania so all right don't know if your reach your reach is good i don't know if it's that good but if it is fantastic someone surprise him show up to the show because that would be fucking awesome <laughs> just to show him how much more powerful we are than adam carolla <laughs> um but make sure you guys uh check out jl's podcast the righteous prick mm-hmm. uh podcast yeah good episode is up right now mm-hmm. uh if anybody's li- you know obviously plenty of people are listening so good episode uh this week yeah it was real good man i was i was like i said i I found myself laughing at places where I probably shouldn't have laughed, but I need those laughs. You know, I think we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, follow him on Twitter at JL Colvin. Go to Thank his you. website, jlcovan.com. Uh, is there a, a new blog going up this week? I think I'm done for the week. Um, I've been trying to get to two or three a week, but with the job, I've really only been able to get up one. Uh, and probably no movie review this week, but also, yeah, the YouTube channel has the sketch videos, stand-up clips, and weekly movie reviews, but I probably won't see anything this week. All right. Yeah, I got, I always, uh, I always, um, just check to see which movies you have watched, cause I'm like really spoilerific. Like, I don't like check anybody's movie reviews until after, right. until after I've seen the movie. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I have enjoyed Interstellar and, uh, I liked Hunger Games, but I feel like I saw half a movie. Right. So I yeah. can't. I can't really judge. Like that. That I hate the way that. I mean, I don't think anybody likes it, but the whole breaking up the final part. Yeah. Just for extra profit, it's like, okay, you made three billion on your franchise. Why? I know four billion is better than three, but don't you want to like make? three billion and have a great trilogy right instead yeah. of four and have like a you know it's just and the hobbit's the worst of them all because that should have been one it could have been one great movie yeah and they've made now i own them because i just want them mm-hmm. like i liked lord of the rings so much that like i consider them friends of lord of the rings mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're allowed in the club too yeah Aww. but Three movies out of a tiny book is ridiculous dude i refuse to buy those blu-rays because i like the dragon so much though so i was just like i'm gonna enjoy this dragon so i gotta have them all oh yeah i'm not downing you for doing it but i i'm saying as a guy who gets a lot of blu-rays i conscientiously object to what they did to that to that movie 
Yeah. Like I watched the entire second movie. Like, what the fuck did I do that for? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, there's, 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 like, I didn't even read the book, and there's at least an hour and a half of bullshit in this movie. Well, let me put it this way: Gollum is in the first movie. Yeah. Okay. And in the book, which is 300 pages long, Gollum shows up at like page 165. Shit. So that tells you how much filler and other books they're bringing in and other side stories they're creating. You're talking about halfway through the first movie, they're halfway through the book, which is how it should be. Right. And then they just added six and a half hours more of movie i knew something was up when that dragon was like talking so long it was running out of shit to say like <laughs> at one point it was just like so uh what else what else uh where, where are you guys from what else is going on huh? what do you want what do you want to talk about you guys from uh the, where are you guys from the shire uh, what's going on so what's your feet how come you guys don't wear any shoes around here man uh shoes yeah it was it was not good but um yeah make sure you guys check out jl's uh youtube page yes please youtube.com slash jl covid mm-hmm. and uh yes yeah, as-, as always thank you to your fans for the support the very uh very strong loyal uh encouraging people your fans. uh man you come on the show and you always kill it man and they that's what they're responding to man yes that's all like, you sweet yeah they all they they go we like that dude want to go check them out mm-hmm. and uh they go find uh, your stuff. I'll have the YouTube video on the page. I'll make sure to put it. I think I already put it on a Facebook page once, but I'll put it on there again after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, cool, and, uh, you know, like those things, leave comments on those things, guys. It always helps out. Yes. Uh, let people know that their work is appreciated. Yes, um, please, please do. And for those of you who have never seen him live, he is wonderful live. We had a blast. Yeah. Ah, thank you. Man, we laughed so much. hard. We had so much fun with, um, Nick and Reggie and, um, Tara Taryn and mm-hmm. um, um, Leonard. Yep, I think our show might have. Uh, Reggie wasn't there. Leonard. Yeah, I thought you said Dick and Reggie. Um, oh, if I said Nick and Reggie, my bad. They like a combo, my bad. <laughs> but we laughed so hard, man. Like, my chest hurt leaving that shit, man. Yes. Um, so and, and, so good. And it was funny, though, when we went to the show, uh, we uh, was like, who is this chick headlining? Mm-hmm. And all of us looked at each other like, she better be funny. I know, yeah. At the jail, got off the stage, was like, "Don't blow it," because she was good. She, she was. Oh, she was. She was real excellent. good, man. I was actually surprised, man, because I, you killed it, and I was just like, "Yeah, there's, yeah, there's no fucking way uh, anyone's coming on after this." But right, she came on, kept the same intensity, oh. and uh, did her thing, man. So yeah, she 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 killed it. And one thing about uh, our table, I think our table probably laughed the most out of everybody in there because I don't know if the people was just tight or just uppity, especially <laughs> not more for you, but for the, uh, I guess, the, the dude that uh, do the hosting. Like when sure. he came out, yeah, a lot of people looking like, should we laugh? Should we But that's laugh? always, that's the toughest spot. And, and he's also the by far the most inexperienced of the three of us. And he's the first guy, so he's he's getting his chops and, they're yeah. you know. Hosting is always the toughest spot, I think, on 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 a comedy show. Well, we had a great time, man. We I think did. anybody anybody go see jail, you'll have a great time. You will, um, you know, and uh, make sure you guys uh, check out his albums and stuff too, because they're funny. Uh, you know, by the time number five comes out, you want to be all caught up, man. So you know, right. you yeah, know they're everything. All on iTunes, Google Play. You can if you. I appreciate you purchasing one, but if you want to sample some of the stuff, they all four are on Spotify and Pandora, so yeah. you can okay. 
Sample uh, one, buy, and if you like that, buy one as a token of appreciation kind of thing. Yeah, it mm-hmm. definitely helps support the podcast that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lets people know that their work is appreciated. Yes, you know, it does. Stuff like that, man. Uh, I bought one, so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you. Um, you gotta, you know, put your money where your mouth is, people. Uh, Thanksgiving, Karen, what are you thankful for? You and. Oh, okay. Well, we can end the show then. That's all. <laughs> This podcast as an outlet, and I thank you for the fans and everybody. It just shows us so much love and support throughout the year. And uh, I guess a, a really, really special shout-out to all the premium customers because you guys really keep the boat afloat. Like, you guys have supported us for over a year. You have allowed Roderick to live his dream. And I've said it before, and i said say it again. This is the happiest I've seen him ever like he's just really really happy he works hard and countless hours he's worked more hours than he ever has in his life and he's the happiest i've seen him working hard so to all the premium customers just thank you for those of you just debating about it and thinking about it come on aboard we welcome you and for those of you that don't have the money uh to support we thank you for tweeting we thank you for posting on facebook and google plus and just spreading the word about us and our podcast thank you guys and uh, uh jl what'd you thankful for man oh you want me to go after that that was a beautiful thank you speech i know man she's like wow when, she's like when uh you were uh <laughs> middling for uh that lady <laughs> now you, <laughs> yeah now, now i oh shit um who, what am i thankful for uh i guess this has been a this has been an up and down year for me and so i, I think i've got to thank my family because you know when when shit's rough you know, I have one of those families where during peacetime, I always joke, I'm like, during peacetime, I don't really want to be around my family that much because they can bring me down. Yeah. But when shit's down, they're the biggest pick-me-up and the, the biggest support. So I'll say uh, this year, I'm very thankful for my family. That's dope, man. And, of course, uh, I'm thankful for the listeners. Uh, and uh, also, man, for all the people, the friends and shit that we made through the show. Yeah, we the, made a lot of friends. Yeah, the people who's like work and uh, podcast and all that stuff that we follow and respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been cool to get to know people this way. Yes. Uh, it's been cool to like, you know, uh, kind of cut through that bridge of shit where it's like, uh, uh, you know, it's just the internet. Like, we've been able to kind of like. <laughs> stomp a hole in that it's just the internet, internet. like you know my yeah. life is real and i'm living it um and uh also man um it's been cool to like have people to kind of grow through to grow all this shit together with because yes everybody's kind of investing in us and uh that's awesome and uh you know it's been cool to be an outlet for people and also like receive people's you know uh feedback and thoughts on the show and what we do um yeah, definitely this is the best job I've ever had and definitely the best support I've ever had because, like, you know, at your old job, uh, when they write them checks, they don't come and tell you how fucking great you were that day and, Mm-mm. oh, that was killer, that thing you said at the wine at the water cooler. They never do that shit. <laughs> like, uh, this is the only job I've had where people, like, people bring up shit to me and I don't even remember saying it because, uh. you know, it was a long time ago or it was just, like, a offshoot or something, so... Uh, yeah, I can't be, uh, can't be more thankful than I am right now, man. So we'll talk to you guys, uh, Saturday, Saturday. uh, for our feedback show. Yeah. Um, and, uh, premium people, balls deep sports. We recorded that earlier today, mm-hmm. so it's already in your feed. Um, and, uh, that's it. So until 
uh, Saturday, Karen. I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.